West West Show. Hey guys, coming up, I chat to the also Paul Lamani on the back of the 135 podcast episode 220, brought to you by the West West Podcast Network, brought to you by westwestnet.com. That's where you can check out all our write-ups we have on there on sports, business, pop culture, from a Polynesian perspective, all written by our regular contributors and our podcast hosts. Also, follow the West West Network on all our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Also, subscribe to the West West Network YouTube channel for all our video content. And if you wish to help us, there's a donate button where you can hit on the top of our website there for a price of a cup of coffee or a glass of beer a month. You can help support the West West Network and let us expand our our studios and keep up with our maintenance with equipment and websites and so forth so that's the donate button on their website right just like i said before my guest is one of the usos coming out from messi here in west Auckland. he works as a quantity surveyor in the new zealand building industry and we just sort of had a catch-up really just to catch up on the pod we talked about working out health and fitness we talked about sports we talked about the rugby we talked about rugby versus rugby league we talked about our work life so we both in the we both work in the construction industry and we talked about that we talked about getting bored of your job and trying to find a new career yeah man we talked about everything we talked about family we also talked about an old school movie that i watched earlier this week or earlier in the last two weeks the fisher king and lots of other stuff. Three hours worth, worth of uh, conversation. So I hope you enjoy. So please give a warm welcome to one of the brothers, Paul Amani. Back to the one three five. <laughs> You've been on before, but that was a long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah. When did I have my fight? Two thousand nineteen. Oh yeah, that's right. What's the name of that um, charity again? Uh, I am hope. Yeah, I am yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm part of the uh, um, Kino Life. Mm. Yeah, and also they started all that Gumbu Fridays. That was a couple of Fridays ago, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, two thousand nineteen. Now it's. 2023. So that's Mike King, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he behind the boxing too? Or is that is he collaborating? I just collaborates with him. Uh, yeah, um, he is the key to life. My understanding of the charity mm. is key to life, and I am hope is I think is um, 
started another guy, Mike, and yeah, uh, associated with the uh, Keto Life. Yeah. Yeah, no, 2019. Now it's 2023, so I've missed a few buses, yeah, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Never caught the 135, but yeah. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a while ago. I remember when you came in before to talk about the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Because then I got John, your mate John. John Ophion. Yes. Because yes. he, he, was, he was a regular too, eh? Yeah, so he he fought, I think, after me. Hmm. Yeah, yes, he was, the, he was the next rotation, so. Um, and he's done a bit after that too, I think. Hmm. Done a bit of MMA. And, Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so. talking about, about that. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, so yeah, he, I went and watched his fight. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, it's, yeah. Forgot what it was, but it was based out of uh, City Kickboxing, and I think they're still doing it but under a different name. Oh. But it's still it's uh, giving those people an experience of what the training's like, and then at the end getting in the uh, in the octagon. So um, sadly, I joined up. Oh, did you? I joined up. I think it was around 2020, but oh, then yeah. COVID hit, yeah. and then it was locked down. Um, so yeah, I never carried on with it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know. Still keen to to get that experience, eh? <laughs> you know, did a bit of the training. Um, that was pretty hard. Um, but uh, yeah, since then, sadly, haven't uh, done too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. You know, bucket list wise. Um, yeah, just life, I guess. Mm. Life just takes a hold of it, and it's different priorities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Priorities change, and uh, and now, um, yeah, three years down the track, um, kids are older, <laughs> mm. um, just living life and just making sure we get day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite because um, I've I've never been into like getting involved with organisations or gyms or anything like that. Like all my life, mm. like I've never been a gym kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And like the first time I've ever been. So the gym is, um, I went to Westside Fitness over next to Aussie Butcher in Henderson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Shout yep. out to, uh, to Jordan Fruin, who takes that. Yes, yeah. To that class was my first time, eh, doing it. And I find it, like, pretty cool, eh? They're different too, because I'm always thinking about going to the gym, going, like, club physical or something like that, and just doing your own training. But I've never been that kind of guy, and, like, always, I don't know, what it is. Maybe I'm mad, I think I'm mad to be in front of people well, or stuff I like that, but. Yeah, well, the thing is, you only go, you know, with going to the gym, I think you've got to have um, some sort of self-discipline to actually go to the gym and actually do the workout, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I think what what I didn't realise is the relationships you have with the people at the gym when you have classes, when you go to these gyms with classes. Like, yeah. Like, like when you go to, I haven't been to CrossFit, but I imagine if you go to the CrossFit gym, it's like a family yeah, if you're there long enough, you know, yeah, it starts to be like a family kind of thing. You build those relationships when you mm. when you're doing it with um, as a group. Mm. I, I feel um, that's me. Um, because you see the same, same, you see the same people all the time, eh? like every week. Yeah, you yeah, go. yeah. You so do. you get to know people, and like I think it's that. Yeah, that's a big deal of. I think that's the biggest deal of going to um, gyms like that, or yeah. going to boxing, or going to uh, group classes. Group eh? classes, group, group classes. classes. Yeah. yeah, a bit more motivating. Um, yeah. Makes yourself a bit more accountable, especially when 
someone pulls you up and goes, hey, haven't seen you for the last couple of training scenes. Like, oh, come on, bang. Not in front of everyone, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, I haven't. In the last two years, honestly, I have not done any sort of physical activities. Um, you know, I'm coaching. I'm coaching now. I'm coaching uh, my son's rugby or, or tag. But, um, you know, you're still walk, just walking. I guess that's, that's at least I'm doing something, you know. Um, but can always do more. And funnily enough, I've uh, um, my new work has allowed me, has given me a membership, gym membership at uh, City Fitness. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to use that. And I've actually um, got a private trainer in. To, oh, yeah. Uh, to take me through and, and and get me through some of my goals. Man, private trainers, personal trainers, it's not cheap. It's mm. not cheap, I'll tell you that. Uh, but for me, I think I needed, um, while I do know that I do need to be accountable, having someone there, you know, um, not necessarily holding my hand, but mm. giving me the right program, you know, um, even uh, nutrition, and just seeing the bigger picture rather than just uh, the weight loss goal mm. that I'm setting. Um, had a good chat with them today. Um, um, I was going to shout out to them, but uh, I've actually forgotten the uh, <laughs> the name. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So that's my step um, after two years mm. of uh, doing no sort of physical activity. Um, wouldn't say I've been eating poorly, but you know, there's always a better way to eat. You know, we don't get takeaways that often. Mm. Um, we always do home cooked meals, but um, the same token, and majority of us. I mean, how how many how many islanders have breakfast in the morning? Adults. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I think it's rare during the week, like Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's only Sunday. Oh, Sunday you got well, gone away for well, Kongai, some, but yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah. maybe. Maybe, but uh, I, I reckon there's a predominant of us, or not just necessarily islanders, but people who are working who just get up just in time to get changed, shower, get ready, and out the door. Maybe lucky to to grab something, and if you if you got lunch, you're probably eating your lunch for breakfast. <laughs> we come lunchtime, go. What what's what is there? <laughs> is that something you've been thinking about, like missing out stuff like that, like breakfast? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I find it um, when I was training that it was always good to have those. Three meals. Oh, for me, it was just it was more of a routine. Mm. It was oh, a routine, yeah. and that's that's what I'm looking for when I guess when I've uh, when I joined up, got a personal trainer, and asking him, "Oh, these are my goals. This is what I want to do." You know, I'm I'm just I'm needing something that's going to get me back into a routine, and even after the 20 weeks I've signed up uh, for a personal trainer, that um, those new good habits um carry on after after my 20 weeks with them yeah because that's the that's the biggest problem with eh? like you know when people do the six week challenge or the eight week challenge yeah what happens after that what happens after that yeah, yeah. and then they go do another <laughs> what, another six week challenge so they're doing six week challenge every <laughs> what maybe four, every six weeks yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah i think the i think the thing for challenges is that you do it once to get used to it, and then you're supposed to carry on. Like, yeah, yeah. If yes. I see you back at the challenge next year, then yeah. nah, you're failed. Man. Well, no, I guess <laughs> I guess that's where um, it depends. It depends on what the the challenge is. Is the challenging uh, the challenge might be purely for that you know that short term goals, but um, well, not just it, the money. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people are going for the money and that, but um, I think you're hoping that some in those in those six week challenge that you've learnt something to 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 carry on as new habits, you know. So mm. it's not just the training and starving yourself and, and trying to trying to drop down 15 kilos in six weeks. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and then just put it on after you know mm. two weeks later because he's just carrying on drinking and eating and no exercising. But um, that's a, sort of like the yo-yo they call, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, up and down, up and down. It's probably not that good for you. I don't think it is, eh? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it is good for you. Yeah, yo-yo well, dropping like weight, dropping mm. weight so quickly and then gaining it quickly. And so when you regain it, you end up being back in the same position and go, oh, what do I do now? I'll do another six weeks. But it, it works for some people because, like we just spoke before, about um, doing it as a group, mm. you know? And... People might find it yet yeah, motivates them more to uh, to to go and join a group with your friends, with yeah. peers, with family. You know, um, and then you know uh, you're pushing each other. You're pushing each other because you're seeing someone doing really well. You know, mm. but you want them to to learn those lessons that they're hopefully receiving during those challenges, and then um, doing lifestyle. You know, mm. um, lifestyle changes. Um, that just you know can bring their their family, their kids, and you know not necessarily cooking three different meals because you're on a diet and you have to have this sort of meal, and then the, you know and the other kids are eating something else. You want to try and get um, get meals that are relevant to the family, mm. you know, so you're not having to pay extra money to do your dietary uh, requirements. But um, I don't know whether some challenges. Um, do that. Some challenges are purely family, is what I know, you know, which is great, mm. you know. So, uh, but trying to get them to, uh, I think, I think, for the bigger picture, they need to see the bigger picture. What happens afterwards? Yeah, that that's another challenge, eh? especially when you have a family and no one eats well. No. And if someone wants to change, and they have to, they go on a diet or whatever, then. Are we going to all be in there together? Because yeah. <laughs> it's hard if I'm, it's just me. Yeah, you guys are eating KFC and I'm just yeah, stuck over here eating yeah. like my salad. Yeah, you go in, you go into the fridge or you open your pantry and there's all these sweets and stuff. And like, hey. <laughs> it was like, this is making it harder. But I guess um, I guess you learn a bit about yourself. Or you do learn a bit about yourself and self-discipline. And um, It's easy when you're older as an adult, you know, we've done those years of experience of dieting or exercising or playing sports or whatever, you sort of you sort of know what you're um, capable of. But um, unless you really push the limit, you don't actually really know yeah. what you're truly capable of, um, you know, especially if you're on your last rep and dying and dry <laughs> reaching and, you know, you're wondering whether, oh, do I just stop here or do I just push and do that last rep, mm. you know? Um, that's where you sort of, you learn a bit more about yourself and what you can do, you mm. know, mentally, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, is, that, is that like what you strive for when you go, when you do training and that? Like, like is it the, it's, it's what you just described, but is that the goal all the time when you train? Yeah, well, like you said, it's your first, you've got a goal. You know, um, first and foremost, you, you set yourself a goal. But I think the biggest thing is, because everyone's got a different goal, um, I think the biggest thing is the why. Yeah, you've got a goal, maybe 20 kgs, but what is your truly, what is your real why? You know, 
Is it just to get 20 kgs lighter? Is it to get, um, you know, physically, look, you know, <laughs> lose weight? Or is it because some people doing these challenges because they're getting married, there's an event, you know? So, so therefore those short-term challenges work because, hey, it's only for that event, you know, a, a wedding, you know? And once that's done, then it's like, oh yeah, back to, to whatever. Um, but I think, I think it, you really have to think about what your why is, you know, and that sort of dictates what, how to achieve that goal, how to achieve that goal. Because, yeah, I'm sure any personal trainer can go, yeah, I'll, if you want to lose whatever amount of kilos, we can do that quite easily. But a real good personal trainer will um, hopefully instill good habits that you can carry on after your challenge. Yeah, because okay. that is the main try to yeah. try to do that there. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard yeah. for me to uh, maintain. You know, to like, yeah, I've I've done six week challenges and come close to winning, but not winning, and just give, not, not carrying on. You know. Yeah, yeah. But in the six weeks, you enjoyed it though, or probably not actually during <laughs> the during the, the the physical activity. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, I I know, and then I know after you know after you've really gut-wrenching whatever after a training session and then what half an hour later you know you, you, you do feel a bit better you know I, I find that I do feel a bit better you know it's like, oh yeah I've done it you know tick that box oh well you know I can carry on you know <laughs> um, yeah like I said I've never been that exercise kind of guy but I've, I've been sporty like, yeah I played a lot of basketball yes and before I had my injury so I couldn't can't play anymore but now it's like there's nothing to do because for me playing basketball was my way to get fit yeah and because I, I i love it it's like i'm not doing any work yeah it's like i'm just playing you know? just playing i yeah. can play all day and yeah know? yeah that's great so now you're going to try and find i guess yeah. now we're trying to find something else that yeah, that's um, right that we're capable of doing you know and um but then it's always oh, i'll do it i'll start tomorrow mm. that's always mm. the thing mm. i'll have a look tomorrow see what's up there or, you know yeah. tomorrow comes and go, oh no, I'll start the diet next day. <laughs> unless, yeah, unless so I find that, a new sport, you yeah. know, to play or something. Like yeah. Squash or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, but a squash would be, oh, mate, on your <laughs> knees, mate. All those sports with uh, changing the direction, eh? Man, um, I'm turning 50. I've just turned 50 this year, yeah, yeah. and um, there's a lot of lot of sports that I just go, yeah, nah. <laughs> I don't need to put my body through that. But uh, My boss, eh, he's, um, he's in the 70s, and he's still working. He's a workaholic, and he reckons if he retires, he's gonna die. So he continues working, but he he um plays squash. Yeah, he still plays squash, and he's had like multiple knee reconstructions. Yeah, or hip, he had hip replacement as well. Yeah, but he's, sure he but he's just training to get better and so he can play again. So he can play again. Yeah, but because his man, because I, I I talked to him, and he's saying like he's he's always going to the gym. He's yeah. always going to the gym. He's doing boxing. Yeah. He's trying to get fit because he says that he needs to, um, he needs to move all the time. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, he will probably get arthritis and something. Yeah, and just yeah. stuff up. So, but he told me that like he he did the, he did some research and he said that like the older you get, the more training you actually have to do. Have to do to keep to keep up with the with what you were last year. Yeah, like the old, yeah, the sure, older you yeah. get, you gotta yeah. like now. I think when you were a kid, or when when you when, when you were young in our twenties, you know, we can play sport and it's okay. But then when we finish playing sport, you gotta exercise every day. But then the years after that, you actually gotta up it. 
Yep. You want to do more exercise do twice more. a day. Yeah, because your body's getting, you get older, your body gets a little bit weaker, you know, because yeah. you're getting older, your muscles, you know, get a bit weaker until you start training them. So you, like, as you say, you got to train them um, because you're already going down. So you need to train a little bit harder just to get back to, yeah, as you exactly. say, you know, um, previous year yeah. or, or, or whatnot. So. so my boss is actually doing that. And he's training twice a day, like in the morning and the night. Wow. Like well. just keep up. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's got it in his mind that he, yeah. that's what he has to do the older he gets. Yeah. And he's in the 70s, man. Wow. I've, I've, I've had a few conversations around um, when you get older and why do people still, you know, working in the 70s when they're 70, you know, or, or older. And I, I, I reckon, and I've heard it a few times, I reckon it's the fact that um, if they stop working, stop moving, stop doing, and just do nothing, I mean, they'll just... Absolutely, they'll just deteriorate. You yeah. know, your body will deteriorate because yeah. you're not using, you're not, you're not exercising, or you're not walking as as often as you. So, the less uh, muscles you're using, the muscles will deteriorate. So, a lot of people not just for physical, but also the mental mm. thing, eh? and and that's all they know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. that's yeah. all they know because it's true. As soon I, I've 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 heard it, people say as soon as they stop moving, as soon as they stop doing, or go to retirement, man, that. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. what else has it got to do? It's just going downhill. Um, yeah, that's right. Unless you're fortunate enough to, to have a good little retirement uh, nest egg and, and able just to, you know, uh, enjoy. Well, we're talking about my boss who's a business owner. You know, he's got money to retire. Mm, yeah. But he just refuses, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know because he just loves his job too much. Like, for me, to me, looking at him, he's lucky. That he's doing what he loves to do, and he's doing what he loves to do. Yeah, yeah. And he's still yeah. at seventy. He's doing yeah. loves what he's doing. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You yeah. spent like, yeah. You graduated from uni when you're twenty something, and you're seventy, and you're still loving still your, working, yeah. the work you're doing. That's awesome, all these man. years. I'm like, fuck. That's awesome. That I mean, is awesome. Okay, but that's people like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because because um, they say if you find your passion, then that's what you got to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of people don't find the passion. Not only that, they might find it, but can't can't bring them into their life or their lifestyle to you know to make it make it work mm. you know whereas as you say he's he's uh he owns the business he started the business it's that's his passion architecture i don't know how you guys love it um <laughs> especially all the all the bad raps you probably get from builders and project <laughs> managers but you still you know when you know what you know and you enjoy mm. it you know why not just keep going Oh, it's a, it's a, oh, it's not fun. It's, it's, it's fun in Samoa when I was working in Samoa. Yeah. Like, it was different. Yes. Different, uh, it's island time over there, so <laughs> no deadlines, man. Like, you know, just relax. Like, <laughs> I love that environment rather than, like, back here, but. Oh, yeah, there's a rat race here yeah. in the big cities, eh? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, I need it done yesterday. <laughs> well, you should have emailed me, like. 10 days ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not at 5 o'clock the day before. <laughs> hey, those emails at 5 o'clock. Mm. You're just looking at it, oh, if I open this, <laughs> if I open this, am I going to end up staying for another hour? No, I um, <clears throat> I got taught a big lesson when I went to Samoa and I got injured and I came back. I just told myself I'm never going to do overtime anymore. I'm yep. never going to, I want to start at, when I start, finish when it finishes. Like, do my 40 hours and that's it. Yeah. No more. Yep. Staying, staying over. I'm old enough, man. The young guys can stay. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I did. Delegate, I was age. delegate those jobs, mate. <laughs> delegate those jobs. 
But you know, it's like, I've just gotten to the point where rolling off the missions, you know, going off the mission, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, oh, yeah. You know how you say, like, you don't want to work in the factory, doing the same thing every day, yeah. conveyor belts all the work and stuff like that. I feel like my my career is, is doing that. Doing that, yeah. Yeah, I like in the mean. background. Yeah. Like, right in, like, if I break it down. Yes, yeah. Yes. And that's because I'm not really enjoying it anymore, yes. you know? Yeah. Mm. It feels, yeah. It feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Being there, being there, mate, and he's doing the same thing over and over again. You know, each each week, it's mm. the same thing. If if any of your jobs aren't um, giving you any challenges, you just you start <laughs> you start googling stuff at work. You're bored, <laughs> you know. You're just like, oh, what's this shit again? But well, it's funny you should say that because even knowing how to climb the ladder. I just don't really want to, you know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I yeah. know heaps of people are that, uh, right? I know they're, they're content, they're happy, yeah. you know, um, you know, because you do. When you climb that ladder, there's more stress, there's more responsibility. Yeah. Um, and You get more money, yeah. but is it worth it? Yeah, yeah, well, but then I know, I, talk, I, spoke, I had a chat with um, a couple other um, people out there, um, a couple other someone who are in the civil infrastructure industry. And um, they were saying, oh, yeah, I'm pretty much doing um, site foreman work, mm. but not getting paid for it. So, so what are you doing it hey. for? Why are you doing all that? You know? It's trying to upskill. Um, it's, just, it's just the nature of, oh, because you've done something, one, you know, they've asked you to do something. They see you're doing a pretty good job, and they keep asking you to do it, keep asking you to do it. And that's what most of them do. They say, yes, yeah, I can do that. I'll do that. Then it's not in the job description. You're not getting paid for it, you know. And then so you end up working these long hours, um, but you're not getting paid for it. So, so why don't you stop taking those jobs or tell your boss, well, I think we need to, you know, relook at my contract and mm. I'm doing this, this, and this. But these are fear that they'll just come back. Oh no, we'll get someone else to do it. Right. Someone else who who would do it exactly what they've been doing without. It saying I need a pay rise or you know I'm going to stop doing this because it's not my job description mm. um, how many people read their job description how many people do un- actually understand what their role is when they first signed up you know um, yeah, it sounds like uh, millennials to me like they have that kind of attitude like you know just do the work and go and and demand or just think that they demand stuff that you know they're not qualified for and, and just want to do it Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. If I don't agree with that, if you're not doing the job, if that's non, well, thing is, the person I'm talking about, they're actually doing more than they were supposed to be doing. Hmm. You know, so they are. They, they <clears> didn't <throat> get signed up to be a site foreman, but they're what they're doing is pretty much a site foreman. I'm just taking advantage of it. I believe they're taking advantage of it. I mean, you got to, you know, uh, what's a bit? You go out and have a look at uh, other companies and tell them what you're doing. They'll pay you what you need to be paid for. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, yeah. so but that bring, brings to that that right there is an example of people not knowing their worth. Yeah, and your goal is to get your worth. Yes. I think because I always believe in because man, the amount of people that come in this podcast to talk about their careers and how they got there and their hard work and all that. Yeah, the thing I get out of everybody is like, be try be the best at what you're doing. Yes. So good that if you decide to leave, your company doesn't want you to leave. Yeah. You know, because yes. 
yeah, we can replace you, but they won't be as good as you. Yeah. So how? So why do they say that? Because you have to be the guy to do the best job, that job. That job. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we do that as as police. We do that. We do above and beyond, but we don't ask. We don't ask for our what to get paid, what our worth is. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, but it's for me. I've only just started using that term. Probably in the last ten years, in a decade. That's Jerome Lewis. Yeah. Term, what your worth is. But in the last ten years, you know, um, I sort of, sort of realised that term and sort of understood what that term means. Mm. And when you know, and when you're going to, uh, when you're starting off at the bottom, eh? <laughs> yeah. don't even think about knowing what your worth is. <laughs> you just, you just do your job. Get to climb that ladder. Yeah. When we tell you, you can climb that ladder. We'll upskill you. When we tell you, you can upskill you. But you know, um, it's not until you you start climbing that corporate ladder and you realise, oh, okay, well, actually, now I know what my worth is. You know, I'm looking at all these jobs and how much they're paying. And it's going, oh, how come mm. I'm not getting paid that? You know, yeah, yeah. so you see, you get a, a rough idea of of what your worth is, because it's what the industry is paying other people in your same situation. You know, mm. in, um, in, in the job that you're doing. So you're going, oh shit, hold on, how come they're getting paid that much? You know, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing the same job. So it's knowing that, it's understanding that. But you know, um, when you get in the job, eh, you just want to work to pay the bills. Mm, (laughs) and and get an allowance from your wife to go have a drink (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um, yeah knowing your worth that's the biggest thing because in your industry in our industry but yours particularly the the project management side of things like like I know we're going to change the government now and we had COVID how was the how, how was the project managing side of things in New Zealand the last year Coming out of COVID and up until now? Uh, well, as you know, the, our construction industry um, resources are very, very low at the moment, eh? And that's throughout whatever job you're doing. Um, resources are quite low. So with that, people are starting to pay quite a bit. Right. So I've heard some absorbent amounts out there, you know, um, as a QS, um, you know. And I think also... In our industry, uh, the same token, um, inflation's going up, cost of living's going up. So, I th- what I've seen is um, in our industry, or as a QS, I've seen our salary going up to be almost in par. Oh, are you, are you a quantity server? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I thought you were a project manager. No, 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 no. I, I, I like to go home at five o'clock, <laughs> and people don't ring me. Yeah. On the weekends as a QS, but they'll ring project managers mm. on a weekend. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so no, no, um, yeah. So there is a lot of work out there, um, and you can just Google it up. You see, look at those LinkedIn seeks or whatever. There is a lot of work out there in the construction industry, and the fact is, um, people are starting to throw money around just to get you in for these projects. Um, Infrastructure. There's always something. Infrastructure, construction. There's always something to be built. There's always roads that need to be built. Um, so there's always work there. There's always work there. Um, even overseas, eh? I know heaps of people that um, who just do contract work, go overseas for two, three years on a project, and then move on to another project, um, which is something I would have 
done in my single, you know, single days, you know, being able to travel. Yeah. That's um, something I never thought about. It's not until you're in the industry and you realise what other people are doing and go, oh, shucks, that would have been cool, you know. Mm. Some of the stories you hear, it's like, oh, wow, cool, man. But I'm happy where I am. Got a family, you know. Yeah. Um, it is just paying the bills um, at the moment, but at the same time, um, I'm enjoying, I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing. Um, it's not as stressful as it used to be. I'm thinking, yeah, I've got the right job in the right place. Mm. Yeah, so everything seems to fall into place at the moment. Yeah, we, we're getting quiet um, during the election period because I think all the clients were like well, just waiting yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's so what I heard too. Everything was stopping, sort of. Yeah, everyone slowing down. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going. Well, yeah, well, I guess I guess um, they're still slowing down at the moment because mm. <laughs> even though we've got elected um, <laughs> prime minister, we still still don't know what the government looks like. Yeah, I think Chris Hipkins got sworn in again just to be the temp, temp prime minister. Far out. Because it was like 28 days, you needed to sort it out. If not, then, if not, then you get a temp, and the last prime minister has to be temp. That's a pretty, oh, wow. Yeah, so Chris is looking after the country until they sort it out. But did you see that, um, the cauliflower? The cauliflower, oh, yeah. um, if they can beat the caulif- cauliflower. So if you go on News Hub, yeah. they've got beat the caulif- cauliflower. So they've got a cauliflower. They've got a camera. Yes. Just on the cauliflower and it's live. Oh, in so regards to just... Until they, until they get the government sorted and it's like there's a clock behind it. Yeah. They put eyes and uh, face on the cauliflower. Oh, totally. But they have to beat the cauliflower like if it goes bad, if it goes off. Uh, to see, uh, by the time they get the government yeah. sworn in... Would the cauliflower uh, go off? With the, with the cauliflower? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay. That's, funny, that's interesting. It's funny until you actually realise and go, oh man, the cauliflower is going off, <laughs> and we still got no government. What the heck? Because apparently that, that's what happened in the UK. They did the lettuce. Oh yeah, lettuce would go off a bit quicker, would it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But I think I think the new prime minister beat the lettuce. I don't know. Sorry, but we trying <laughs> yeah. to copy it, but we put a ca- I don't know what I don't know what the relevance of a cauliflower is. Uh, yeah, well, what's that got to do with it? Maybe it's cauliflower ears. We're into <laughs> rugby. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe they just don't like cauliflower and just to go off. When was the last time you had cauliflower? <laughs> my Chinese when I had. <laughs> no, cauliflower. My Chinese. <clears throat> the Chinese trays, you know, of the um, the rice. Got the chow mein in your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trays, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's trays going up, man. Like, man, the one up over here? The the, the Palomino? Oh, up at Palomino's, yep. It's like probably almost 80 bucks, I think. For the tray? For the full tray, like three... Is that the three... Yeah. Three uh, different meals oh, in there? Stuffed that. 80 bucks? Oh, yeah. God. Used to be 20 bucks back in the day. Jeez. Inflation, mate. Inflation. Far out, mate. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, the shopping, even going shopping, I can see the difference in how much I'm forking out each each bloody week. Oh, oh you know. Like trying to eat healthy, those bloody I, I, veggies. I can't even fill up my uh, my trolley, you know. It's going to go past the 200 it's, mark. Yeah, it's not yeah. even the full, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's tricky because they made the trolley smaller. You get the small trolleys now. Yeah, yeah. There's the big the, trolley. Yeah. Or you yes. can fit the child in. But then the other no, trolley, the, the smaller ones. ones. Yeah. yeah. So oh. you just get that one now, you know. Oh, mate. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, can't really complain. You can complain, but what can you really do? <laughs> can't really do much, eh? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I hope things get better. Who's going to be deputy, reckon? Is it going to be a national or is it going to be active or surely not Winnie? Uh, oh, it would be interesting to see what he's asking for. Because who's number two? Um, national. For national. Yeah, won't be oh, number two, eh? Well, it all depends on what what those other parties are asking that, for. Will it be that ready guy? Uh, no, it won't be a national number two, eh? It'll be... Soon see, eh? Yeah. Soon see. They'll Maybe. probably give uh, Winston something... Like he's overseas, like the Ministry oh, of the Minister, Foreign Affairs, Foreign Affairs, that, like he did last time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just <laughs> take get him out I, of the country. I've got to give him credit though, man. Seventy years old and still got back into the government. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, give him credit for that, bro. You know, longevity. I, I love him, because eh? he's like his his like um, his character. Oh, and he's just hilarious, man. He's funny. <laughs> he's like joking around, you know. And man, when he's in, when they interview him, man, he can't. He's untouchable, man. Oh yeah, he's you know so experienced and so knowledgeable. Um, knows his how come, to his comebacks. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like he's got the meanest yeah. comebacks. He's uh yeah, I, I, I'll give him props for being sticking around though. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's about much I can say about Winnie and his uh, New Zealand first. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hoping I hope things get better. I don't know, vote national. But um, I understand, you know, I understand that, you know, COVID and the mandates was a big deal for everybody. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And you yeah. saw the writing on the wall with the protests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Eh? So right, it doesn't really matter how good Chris Hopkins could, like, you know, try to turn things around. Everyone nah. already made their mind up. That's it. <laughs> the mind was really made after COVID, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, it was just waiting for the, the election. And mm. to see whether people actually voted other parties or they just didn't vote for Labour. You mm. know, I knew uh, a few friends, they just said, always been a Labour uh, voter and supporter and uh, mm. were um, disillusioned this time around, but didn't want to vote for anyone else. So mm. didn't vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get they, the didn't vote ones, you yeah. don't vote ones. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, mm. um, yeah, the Labour Party through and through, but disillusioned and decided not nah, if I can't I don't want to vote for Labour so I'm not going to vote for anyone else mm. I'm just going to write. Yeah, I've been disillusioned with Labour for a long time even before COVID like, I don't think they've been doing the same job they did when our parents came from Samoa you know yeah. Yeah. they haven't been that kind of Labour they haven't been the 80s Labour they were longing Labour they haven't been that Labour yeah yeah. I think David Longing would probably be the, the last one I yeah. remember in regards to the um, the people's mm. uh, party, you know, yeah, exactly. Because um, obviously that's a, that's where it started, mm. you know, um, the Labour Party with all the unions and, and back in those days. Because you know, when you think of Labour Party, it's, it's for the working man. Yeah, but yeah, I yes. don't see that narrative at all. The last maybe half the second half of of um, Helen Clark's reign, oh. you know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You know? It's like, yeah, oh man. Yeah, well, especially, yeah, just right, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about Helen Clark, Auntie Helen. Like, after Whatever. John Key, everything's been shit for National. And then Labour just took over, and like, I think it was kind of like, okay, National shit, they can't say anything, so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> you know? We'll try to get all the votes, we'll try to yeah. get the the middle right votes over. Yeah. So That's, to get the middle right votes over, you got to actually go right a little bit. Of a right. little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's... Um, but you find it that um, after after a government's been in you know in office for two terms, 
that what, what's that six years because you know, we do it every three years I think mm, well, three years I can't remember yep. yeah three years six after six years of the same government you always seen a lot of people just like yeah I had enough of these guys and someone else and you know <laughs> so it's really hard to 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 win a third term yeah to be honest um after six years of them you know mm. so because I know what well, in America there are only two terms and that's it two terms and that's yeah, it yeah two terms and that's yeah. it and so it will be so you know straight away it will be a you know um it won't be the same president it'll be someone else mm. you know? whereas for us you know as long as you keep winning <laughs> you can keep, stay in there you until stay everyone's in bored yeah yeah as long as you can make that five percent threshold like <laughs> these yeah. first. i mean that's interesting because i think i talked about this before how okay i know national is all about business and all that so if you want to start something you know, hopefully you can grow under national you know yeah. and that's the test and and for me to test it is to look around small businesses and watch if they grow in the next five years. Yes, yeah. Like you see, you see all these little shops opening up, right? Like, like burger joints. A lot of burger joints opening up now around Auckland. A lot of coffee shops opening up. Yeah. You know, new small business um, um, food places opening up. Yeah. You just watch. In five years time, are they gonna expand? Are they, are they yeah. gonna become franchises? Uh, yeah. Is the is the climate gonna allow them to, you know, um, um, progress under new economic? Uh, Vision National has, you know, if they're all about business. If, if they're all about, yeah, but some of these little small businesses and little niches, eh, they get into those little niches and they're just happy to stay that small and be that niche and having that, I guess that's that makes them different than franchises. Um, and well, I don't, think there, I don't think there's one in New Zealand besides um, Burgerfield. I think Burgerfield was the last one that turned to a one. franchise. Oh, it started off small and, yeah. and turned into a franchise. Um, House Pizza will be in the same way. Oh, House Pizza, House, yeah, House Pizza, Pizza will be another one. Of, yeah, uh, that small. kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah, know, actually, it's I haven't. Yeah, right. I haven't. Um, mm. I don't think I've seen anything um, get bigger like that. Maybe Burger Burger. There's some of those yeah. smaller ones that um, I don't know what all the fuss is. It's just a cheeseburger. Especially they're only mm. doing like four burgers. But but then again, you don't know if they're like. Um, they're being backed by a, a rich dude. By, yeah, yeah. yeah. But someone that's starting from scratch and yeah. expanding. Like, I know there's a few nice eateries around on K Road. Now I work there and just go lunch. Some few popped up there. Eh? Oh, okay. Some nice sandwich places popped up. I'm just thinking, okay, five years time, are you gonna be another? Yeah. Uh, are you gonna have another branch somewhere else? That's one thing um, I used to enjoy <clears throat> working in town. Um, was all those new little pop-ups yeah. coming through and it's, oh, I tried this, I tried this, you know, go there, try that. And it's going, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. But then it, um, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it gets pretty expensive each week trying out <clears throat> these new places and so forth. Um, and that's the only time I used to go in town if, you know, after work, mm. you know, go to a few bars and then go home. But now, um, now that I don't work in town, I don't really see a need to go into the city. Yeah. You know, um, just drink at the garage with the boys, you know. Spend, what, $30, $40 for a box compared to... Well, that's it, eh? Spend $15 for one drink. The economics kicks in, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, town, I don't know. Town's not really safe these times, these days. No, uh, here, not that, so. with the shootings and stabbings going on. Uh, no, it's... Uh, just walking around with weapons. 
Yeah. It's crazy. And I guess that's another thing why National Guard's the people, eh? Like, they push the crime thing. Like, so dangerous. They loved it when dawn raids were happening. The, in there. I mean, not dawn raids, the, the, raid, the, the raids. ram raids. Yeah, ram yeah, raids. Ram ram raids. Someone uh, gets stabbed in town. Yeah, like, oh, they're looking at their lips. Yeah, and it seemed like, you know, nothing was being done. Yeah. Um, nothing was being done quick enough. So, I mean, that's when they started picking, choosing their policies and, and um, all the stuff that was in the media, mm. saying, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. So, but um, we'll see. We'll soon see in a couple of years, you know, look back at their policies and, and which ones have actually have they, um, um, instigated and which ones they have put through and which ones have been successful or not, you know. Mm. A lot of promises, but sometimes um, those policies don't even you know, get activated in, in, in during their term. So it'd be quite interesting, you know. Finding more and more um, reading into, taking more interest into politics as you get older. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Especially when you're a family. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to know how it affects that's the family. A, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's um, mm. how does it affect me and my family uh, now? Well, in our industry, it's like important because when it comes to economics, building you know, yes. we need investors to build so we can work. So we can work, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I said before, there's always going to be buildings. You know, there's always going to mm. be new buildings. There's always going to be new roads. Um, but the resources, the, the labour resources available or whatever sort of resources, um, that's going to dictate how much of bloody you know, something costs. Mm. And I get my head, uh, you know, as a QS trying to um, forecast inflation and <laughs> how much things are going to cost. You know, you get a, you get a price now, mm. but the construction doesn't start until a year's time. Right. You know, and how have you priced that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do you price that inflation, you know, or the escalation? Mm. How do you price escalation? And it's, it's, it's pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard. So you're relying on, on, on uh, the big companies who, who put out the reports and do their forecasting and, and so people just rely on that, and it's going. Oh, escalation is going to be this much in three years' time. So you know, mm-hmm. we got to make sure that's how much it is. Because there's a long time between when the tenant gets awarded and then when they start putting yeah. the inflation will happen during that time. Yeah, so and, yeah. and it starts from the subbies too. You know, mm-hmm. subbies are putting in prices, and but then they realise job's not going to happen until a year's time. So <laughs> how do we know that those materials now are still going to be that much? When you actually need it, yeah, <laughs> and we know that they're gonna, just going to keep going up and up and up. So we've we've got jobs where the main contractor has um, now inflation has hurt them now. They're underpriced. Now they're trying to cut, trying to get every single thing back. Like variations. variations, yeah. Like yeah. looking at every little thing, man, it's yeah. annoying. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like they're they're calling us up with all these little things. Like, oh, you didn't put a nail here. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> nail. A nail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this says um. There's no fixing the detail in this. And it's going well. That's when that term any uh, uh any decent um contractor knows. <laughs> and and I've you know I've heard people say that, and the contractors go, "What? Are you trying to say I'm not a decent contractor?" You know. And it's going well. You're experienced enough to know what that fixing should be, even if it's an architect that hasn't uh, detailed it. Well, it's in the um specification anyway, so. But man, we had this one where um, we had a, um, a piece of concrete that was 100 mils. But they actually measured it on the, on the joint. Hey, mate, it was, it's, it's 98 mils. We need the two mil off the, you know, the price. And, hey, man, I'm scraping for everything. Uh, it's, well, I guess 
Well, so you look one. how many companies have gone under, though. Construction companies mm. have gone under. Means uh, you're the big one. Yeah, Last yeah. Last big one, eh? Um, <clears throat> was it EBITs? There's been a few tier two. Mm. Yeah, there's been a few tier two. Um, but, yeah, it's a hard industry to, to make money at the moment because everything, like I say, everything goes up in, what, in three, six months, you know, in those short periods, things... Things are escalated in three months, so you go, how do I price that? So, and then therefore they're pricing risk in there, and um, who gets it? The client, the client has to, you know, try and find the funding to do that, you know. <laughs> and then it goes back to the banks and go, oh, and the banks are going, no, no I should be this one. She's like, come on, mate, <laughs> it's a three-year project. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like how how big has the spike for building materials been? Has it been oh, a big jump? Huge jump. Um, huge. I reckon... So just from my little job that I did at home, um, about two... Well, three years ago, I said it would be about 70K. Um, now, it's taken me that long just to start building, and I was actually supposed to build it myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have time, so yeah. now I've got... You know, getting contractors in to do it, um, it's doubled. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. But that seventy, mind you, that seventy k was me doing a bit of the labour work. Um, but I think I got quite one hundred twenty k. Oh yeah. Uh, for for the job, but I what was it new deck and stuff? oh just just a little one bedroom oh, studio yeah. at the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one hundred twenty k quoted three years ago. Um, I reckon I'll probably be close to maybe 160 um, after everything. That's including council fees. Mm. Um, council costs have gone up and the amount of inspections they, they want now because all of that, um, the leaky homes, ever since the leaky homes, they are checking everything. If it's mm. not on the drawings, why is it not on the drawings? Checking the specs, they want all the... Um, all the, what do you call it, all the documents from um, all the suppliers, you know, warranties and everything. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, everything goes up. Eh? Mm. And then so. you've got the Green Party pushing the H1, and then that goes up. And then. <laughs> <laughs> it's but not enough, they have to push up, they have to make it, all the chickens be free range. <laughs> free range. Now the eggs <laughs> yeah. prices go up, you know. Oh, that's all right, man. <clears throat> I've got chickens at home, so I don't, I'm not worried about. Uh, Oh, have you? Paying for eggs. Shucks. Lucky, man. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, fortunate enough to get, uh, get our own eggs. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said before, everything's, price of everything's going mm. up, eh? So, it is, um, people, hence why people are going overseas. Because right? mm. mm. Auckland, Auckland's right up there internationally in regards to the cost of living, isn't it? And then, <clears throat> there's a couple of places in Aussie that are the same cost of living is high, so... I always think if you go overseas, you're going to face the same things, same problems. Yeah, I hear there's housing shortage over in Aussie, mm. GC, Sunshine Coast. Um, same problems, but at least my understanding is, um, of course, the, the wages are higher mm. compared to here, and the cost of living is lower. So you've got two bonuses there already mm. um, to make that change. I know people now are still moving over. Um, to this day, um, because it's yeah, it's better. There's better opportunities over there. So, um, but I reckon they'll still come back afterwards. Mm. It's, I think moving from New Zealand to 
Australia is like within from Samoa New Zealand, I think. Because man, when I was there, prices were pretty high. Yeah. Like um, I think the the dollar for dollar you get for sixty cents you get a dollar you get you get one dollar. Oh, true. Sixty cents. Yeah, or something like that. And um, it's just over half. Well, used used to be about half it. Used to be about fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. Back in the days, you yeah. you'd go in for um, you know, you love all a hundred bucks, and there's two hundred dollars on the other end. Yeah, so it's a bit, it's a little bit higher than half, halfway. It's I think it's fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty yeah. about there. But man, the prices may as well be New Zealand prices. Oh, true. Yeah, because I had a cup of coffee in Savai in yes. in Longa. It cost ten tala for one coffee. It was nice coffee there. <laughs> Really nice coffee, and that that would be about what seven dollars in New Zealand, and that's about the same price. This as is about the same price as Road, on yeah, K Road, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's like, and then and then you're gonna ask for soy or coconut, and <laughs> and it's another fifty cents um, over here. So by the time you're having your whatever shots in there, it's probably yeah. eight nine bucks for a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be hard anyway if people go. Um, yeah, you get more money in Australia, but to me, it's the same old shit. You know? Yeah, but now, now going to Aussie, majority of the, um, the time you've actually got family there, you know, so it makes it a little bit easier because you're going where yeah. you're not just going to be by yourself and go, oh shit, not like twenty years ago. Eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now you got heaps of families going to support. Uh, I think it was the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> Going over with no support is going to be hard. Whereas mm. now you've got that support there, so the transition will be a little way easier than, as you say, 20 years ago. I mean, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there are, I guess, as anything, there are pros and cons. Mm. Know, pros and cons on whether you want to um, take that that big step, the big leap, especially when you've got family and kids, you know. Yeah. But it's, um, I guess, for me, why I'm still staying here is it's lifestyle. I love the yeah. New Zealand lifestyle. Yeah. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to get, got my own house and out on the WAPS. So, you know, five minutes drive from, uh, 10, 10, 10, 15 minutes drive from uh, Westgate, you know, suburbia. But um, as soon as I go past, you know, Swanson, I'm in the bush. Yeah. And so, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But it's lifestyle. I've mm. got family, all my family's here. My mum's still here. So, um, same as, as my wife, you know, all the family's here and so forth. So, we got that big support crew here, mm. you know, so um, that's why we're still here. Yeah, and that's just the environment eh, here. Like I know I've been to Brisbane and real dry place, you know, <laughs> yeah. very, you know, very hot, which I like. But um, but not when you wind your window down and you still get that heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wind that window back up to the economy. But it's still not home, eh? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, you, you have to make it home. Yeah. You have to try yes. and make it home. Yeah. But it won't be, never be home. No, no. You know, at least here, yeah, you're comfortable, you know. Yeah. You know, you can yeah, absolutely. walk around the streets and that. Not saying you can't walk around the streets over there, but I think it's a different feeling, eh? It's a, well, because you know what you know. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is, yeah. like you say, this is your environment. This is somewhere you've you've um, grown up, you know, for ourselves being in West Auckland, man. We know all these streets around West Auckland, you know. Mm. You play that, um, it's funny, you play that ship came to harbour and you start... <laughs> you're doing uh, street names of, of your area I mean that game can go for ages because you know all the streets that you've walked <laughs> on and, um, and and go around so yeah um, yeah it's what you know eh? mm. and, and therefore you become comfortable yeah, yeah. and therefore you can walk down you know 
down the streets. Even then, you still know, uh, you advise everyone else, nah, don't go another way, don't go there, you know. Because <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I was thinking, man, I've been out west all my life, you know. Mm. And I was like, fuck. Some people I grew up with at school, like, have left, you know, have gone overseas, done other things. I'm just wondering, like, you know, if there's always this pull to be back home, like, you hear yes. it everywhere, you hear it in music, you hear it in, you know, movies, you see the movies, you hear it in the song um, about about ripping your hood, yes. being, being from your area or yep. stuff like that. Like, it's a real powerful way. Yeah, it like, is. Like, to, to be connected to where you grew up in, like, you know, the hood where everyone's from, you know? Yep. Like, for me, it, it's Ranui, and everyone that's grown up there, gone gone away or stayed and gone to do better things but yeah I just wonder uh, I wonder what makes what 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 makes people leave not and not come back when 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 other people can't do that per se yeah or you know like I know there's opportunities situations it always like starts that. as a, as an opportunity to go over <clears throat> isn't it yeah yeah it always starts a, a, or um you go over for an OE, you know, you know yeah. opportunity to um, to go overseas and get an overseas experience, um, and then you know you might end up finding a, a partner and start a family, and then you end up having your roots, you know, mm. your roots are starting growing down there, and it makes it harder to come back. Yeah. You know, it makes it really hard to come back because <laughs> now you're not you're not thinking about yourself, you know. Now now you've got a family to think about, and I guess you have those discussions whether um, what's best for the for the family. Mm. You know, it's pretty hard to uproot kids who, you know, especially young, young kids, and only know that that area. You know, yeah, only yeah, know yeah. Aussie or only know New Zealand. Then you say, "Oh no, we're going over to another foreign country." Mm. Um, it's pretty hard to uproot some of them at times. Uproot—that's the word. Yeah, hey, yeah, so uproot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's hard for me um, to think. Why? Because, man, I love New Zealand. I love, you know, I did that for three, four years over in Aussie um, and I felt that pull came mm. straight back and have been back since 2004. Well, no, sorry, 2009. Yeah. Haven't looked back and uh, it's just been um, up and up, I guess, for me. Mm. Um, personally, um, professionally, it's been pretty good and definitely no reason for me to go overseas mm. again. Yeah, except for Samoa. Yeah. Go, oh yeah, <clears throat> that'd, that'd be cool though. Actually, it would be, you know, as a retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love Samoa, man. I love Samoa. Yeah, it's like some a place. I love the idea of being home away from home. You know, home away from home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you've got something like that, home away from home, it's easy to go. You know, it's yeah. easy to go. But it takes. Yeah, it does. Um, I know for most most Samoans, eh, that is still home, you know. Mm. And you can still your second home over, over there. So still got everyone's still got family in one form or another back in Samoa. So um, even if you haven't met them, but your parents are told who's who. Mm. <laughs> you know, all your family, <laughs> but you've never met them. <laughs> um, but we're sort of losing that because... Um, no one's sort of writing things down these days. That's what I've discovered. Unless I go and ask the question with my aunties or or, or to my mum or dad. Can you move up? Like move it. No. Um, just 
that unless you actually ask the question who's who and start writing things down, mm. we're going to start losing um, losing all that uh, family history in your genealogy. Have you started to do that? Yeah, yeah, I've um, started to write things down, um, go see my auntie, see, you know, okay, who's, you know, how are we related, you know? Mm. I just know, hey, someone's are. Oh, I was just related. <laughs> but how? <Yeah. laughs> you know, so that's a question. Then you find out, oh, yeah, grandparents are, are siblings, you know, mm. or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm finding that um, for me, my biggest one is is for my kids. Mm. And what I don't want my kids to do, um, should they be walking down the road, crossing the road and not realising someone going towards them could, could be a blood relative, you know? So I want to make sure that they know who their family is. So, mm. you know, something might be out on, on the streets and something could happen, an accident or whatever. Um, you know, a family member recognises you and comes in and assists you, you know? Yeah. But if you don't know who, who the people are, I might just keep walking past. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's 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 important for the reason I'm starting to to look in my genealogy and and, and family tree mm. is so I can pass that down to my my kids yeah. so they know who their family is. Yeah, not just by name, but um, uh, know how we're related. Mm. Uh, not the old oh same village. <laughs> well, so that's the whole village I'm related to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. How's that work? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have um, family reunions? Um, not as often as we should, but yeah. we've got um, we've got my dad's one um, in um, Amele, Alipata. Um, oh, yeah. They got one next year coming through. That'd be good. For the kids, um, eh? good, but sadly, um, sadly, we've got uh, my wife's family oh. <laughs> in Sunshine Coast. Oh, they were <laughs> the, the, the same little, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so uh, yeah. That was really planned. It was good. Oh. Well, same thing. So, it's still family. It's still family. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll go. We'll go to my wife's one in Sunshine Coast um, and catch up with her family and so forth for Christmas. Um, but yeah, um, wife and I are keen to take the boys um, and even my girls over to Samoa so we can see both sides of the family and go visit both sides of the family and um, and let the kids know understand where their grandparents came from. You know. And, and how we're related because it's funny uh, the other day my boys asked me oh how are we related to uncle oh we're not actually blood related but because we grew up together that's your uncle mm. <laughs> you know, that's what it, and they get their hands scratched it's like so does anyone do you just call anyone uncle so no if it's a family you know someone really close if I tell you that's your uncle that's your uncle because they're really close to me, you know. We, we call each other brothers or, or you know, uh, siblings or whatever the case, even though we're not blood-related. You know, so you'll have day oneers. So close, right through, you know. Um, they know all all my day oneers as uncles, you know. So, but they, you know, now they're sort of asking the question, how, why, you know, what is the connection? And so it's good for them to actually understand that um, and, and why we call, you know, what do you call uh, my best mates, um, kids, cousins? Because my best mate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's my best mate. It's family, you know. We're growing up together. It's know? cool how kids um, do that organically. Eh? Like it's normal for kids to be curious about their 
relatives or something like that. Things like that. Yeah, like, when did they get older and then realize yeah, what? They asked the question there. Ask the question, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a natural thing, but it's also an automatic thing, eh? They're going to ask someday. Yeah, they're going to ask someday, yeah. you know, how, you know, if it's not my brother or it's not my sister, how are they related <laughs> to them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> are they related? It's because, because um, I guess, it's funny because I had a conversation with uh, with my wife who has um, Balangi side, um, and it's um, that second cousin, third cousin removed, or <laughs> it's either generational. You're up here, everyone above you is all your aunties and uncles. Yeah. Over here is all your cousins, you know, that age group. Down here, nephews and nieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no second cousin, third cousin removed twice. And right. It was like, all right. It's uncle, auntie's cousin. Mm. <laughs> those, are, those, are, those are the those are the things. But it's understanding um, we're in the family tree, um, even if they're um, even if they're not the branches and from the same tree. Yeah. You know, um, still um, educating them in regards to what I who I think is mm. who I believe is my family, um, who I know is my family and friends. Very close friends, as I will call Usos and, and uh, sisters, um, getting them to understand that yeah. and the why. Yeah. I went to my family reunion back in 2016, and so I was the first one for for my dad's family, and it was everybody, it was the whole tree. So we got to meet everybody we never never know. It was it was it was back. It was it was a bit, it was messy, and um, then you sort of realize that. How big the family is, and there's like it's gone to the, it's to the point where, oh, you may as well be Smith, you know, <laughs> like, well, like, uh, like, oh, you know, you know what I mean? How many Smiths out there? You know, who cares? You know? <laughs> well, that's the thing with someone. You hear the name though, then it's a big name, especially yours. It is pretty much a Smith. <laughs> yeah, because but, but we're all there. We're all there though. Yeah, and like I just, that is awesome. I just know my own like my own branch. Yes, but yeah. but there's like. 50, 60 other branches. Yes. And they all yeah. know each other. And it's sort of like, it's a reunion. We're all together, but we were so, everyone's in their own branch. Yes. They know their yeah. branch. Yeah, they yeah, know yeah, their yeah. branch. But no one know. knows. Like, no, yeah. we, they probably do know because yeah. it was in Samoa. And yeah. they went, oh, they didn't, I didn't know you were yeah. you're in the family. I didn't know, like, yeah. we'll come together like that. Because you'll, you'll know, <clears throat> as you say, when categorized as branches, excuse me, you'll know at least two or three. Yeah, yeah. Branches out of their family tree, yeah. so everyone knows two or three branches out of their family tree. Uh, there'll be that, well, at least two degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Um, and it was, different. yeah, it was um, interesting. It was, it was cool though. It was cool to have everyone in Samoa for the reunion, and then just that because it was cool. I did it. You know, I should have been active and trying to get to know people, but I didn't because I, I was drinking. Because there was drink ups every event. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, alcohol. Course. Yes, we had the alcohol there and everything. But um, so the first night it was a, a meet and greet, and there were drinks there, so we were just drinking. And then the second night was like sports day. Yes. So I, I didn't go to sports day. I think I was hungover, but I didn't go to sports day. But it was sports day, and then there was a fear fear night. Oh yes, so we had a yep. big fear fear night and items. We do items. All the kids did items in that. The big feed was at the um, the Robert Louis Stevenson Museum. Oh yes, it was there. And then the last day, Sunday, was church, and then um, last um, Kongai, but with um, the family tree, showing up the family tree. Mm. 
and just the names and all that kind of stuff. It was, that was pretty cool. How how far back did you um, from the first the family tree? from the first? Oh wow! From the first, uh, Sh- just a, yeah, came from come over came from Germany through New York, came to Samoa. Wow, yeah. that'll been cool for for everyone who probably didn't realize. You know how yeah. far back that history goes, yeah. and to learn that, and then the kids to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so no, cool, cool, man. And then because the the reunion was um, divided up to his 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 kids, so the first Tuesday he had kids. Yes, and each each kid was a branch. Yes, that goes off. Yeah, and then you're part of that branch. So every branch was color coded. Ah, oh, so you can actually see. Okay, yeah. goes to there. Yeah, to to one of the siblings of the first year. Uh, one of the Children of the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. 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 So they had their names. So mine were, my my line was James, then yeah, James, then Alfred, yeah, George, yeah, Alice, blah blah blah. But, but then it was color coded, so we had red. So yes. James was red. Oh, so everyone on that done their line. Yeah, every red. Oh, yeah, yeah. uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, same. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Red, and then we had green. Yes. And then whites. That's you know, cool, like man. That, pink, that is cool. Pink. Oh, it's cool, man. So that's the, the differentiate the branches. Yes. Or the the time we were there. Yes. To go to the events and that. So. Ah, man. So that was really well organized. Hello. They, had, they had a committee from each branch. One person represented each branch ah, right. and made a committee. Yes. And they took a year to organize it. To organize it. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like, so, huge. Yeah. So I think they picked whoever could contribute the most to the event. You know, because at that time, my cousin owned the bar. So they were in charge of the alcohol. <laughs> they, they owned the bar in, in Samoa, so they can... We're going to make you yeah. the committee. Because like uh, like provide, <laughs> you can provide... Uh, we're looking for this, so you can be in the committee, mate. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah, man. So, but that's, that's using the resources that you have. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing. And it was pretty cool. And then, then another one that I didn't go to, 2019. I didn't go to that one, but that one had the same thing. But they also included a um, pilgrimage to the graveyard. Oh, the first, the first yes. Year, yeah. I don't know where it was. But, oh, um, yeah, man. I should have went. But. So it wasn't just getting there and, and it was just catch up and meet people. It was actually sort of like yeah. there was something to do, educational as yeah. in go to the graveyard and, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and they plant trees. They're planting trees. Too. Oh, cool, man! And somewhere, I just saw all the photos. And then they had a big um, uh, Fufian night at um at Sheridan. Yes, and it was like a ball. Oh ball wow! Night. So everyone had to dress so up. dressed up. Yeah, everyone had to dress. I didn't go, but I just saw all the yeah, photos. Yeah, what you saying? Two thousand nineteen was, like, was that the last? That was the last one. Yeah, the yeah. last one you guys have. So you guys be probably yeah. doing another one pretty coming up pretty soon, wouldn't it? Well, I heard um. No, I heard they're not going to do it anymore. I heard um, they're going to split it up. Just the branches going to do that. Do the branches yeah. do their own thing? Because the branches are big enough. Big, yeah, you know? yeah. It becomes logistically uh, yeah. impossible if, if you're trying to get um, everyone yeah. through your way. So, yeah. so I heard our branch, James' branch, is going to be in New Zealand. Yeah. Down in Rotorua. Oh, cool, man. But that was before COVID. Yes. So now COVID just wrecked all the plans and yeah, everything. Yeah. So. It's and now I was getting back to um, trying to get some people to start organising yeah, yeah. and start looking at that. Let's it's, see if it happens again. Um, you know? Geez, I tell you what, that's being in that capacity organising something. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, it's not easy at all. It's. Uh, but it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, it's good to find out where you're from. I didn't see why isn't that. You know, good for the kids, eh? Just to be like, man, it's cool that everyone's color coded and yeah, 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 everyone's got t-shirts and you know, 
That is cool. That's part, a great idea. Part or something, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. I haven't been to any um, any family reunions. Um, still trying to get my own little brunch. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. My little brunch family reunions in, but <laughs> something always happens. It's like, come on, man. Let's just go to the beach, you know, come <laughs> together, meet, you know, all my cousins. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but... <laughs> It's pretty hard to organise organise well, stuff, man. You do the long bay with the family. Oh yeah, we try and yeah, just you know, like, just pick a date and say, oh, those can make it. Yeah, boom, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be here. Uh, we're do gonna be here. Bay. Yeah, um, that's a that's like that's a go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. go to everything goes long bay. That's a go to. Oh man, I used to go to long bay um, all the time we were growing up. You know, would it be um, church trips? Um, family trips mm. all the time, but now I don't think I can't remember the last time I've been to Long Bay actually because that was always the go to beach. And then church trips would also go to Shakespeare, you know, further up north. And yeah. but now, yeah, don't do too many, <laughs> <laughs> too many. Well, I live down near Bethel, so I just go down Bethel's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. let's go down there. No, just talking about that, it's like the time's coming up, man. Christmas is almost here and El Nino is going to come, they say. Is it El Nino? <laughs> I, I always get mixed up between the two, eh? El Nino and El Nino. I don't even like, know the difference. I didn't know there were two, um, <laughs> I didn't know there were two versions. As far as I know, one of them is boy, one of them is girl. El Nino is, oh. Oh. I think it's Spanish for boy, a male. And yeah. the other Spanish for for girl. And is it? But I'm, I might just, be wrong, but I'm sure is, that's the case. This is just describing um, extreme weather. Yeah, is that all that's it all it is. Oh, I, I'm well. In simplest terms, my understanding is it's either going to be hot or it's going to be wet. Right. <laughs> so if it's going to be either, it's going to be hundred. It's going to come <laughs> yeah. down hundred. Eh? It's just like um, there's apparently four seasons in a year, but all I know is winter. In summer, there's <laughs> <laughs> a blankets on, <laughs> or just wearing it. You love, love around. Well, Auckland's been hit hard this whole year, man. Uh, Especially okay. with water. Yeah, with the well, weather and the second Gabriel, and then the floods and all that kind of. Yeah, man. man. Um, you know, like I said, I'm out rural, and when all that happened, you know, oh, yeah, uh, one slips? after the other, it was all slipped. So, um. You know, we had to find um, alternate routes. You know, we had to go around the back through Massey because some of the slip would be here and then Swanson Road would be closed. So, you know, um, I guess that's that's one of the uh, cons of living rural, especially if there's only a few roads in. Mm. Um, you can get isolated. Um, but, you know, we were fortunate enough that there was an alternate route. Yeah. So, yeah. Was it too bad? Um, that's about it. It's, things just took about 10, 15 minutes longer than, than mm. normal. But uh, I feel sorry for some of the houses on, on Swanson Road are still red stickered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And, you know, it's like far out. I feel sorry for them, man. Because I don't know where they are now. Yeah, yeah. You know? Abandoned. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, some of the houses on Swanson Road are going up. So our place is um, being demoed, and you can see some of the uh, one of the other houses uh, at the back has been uh, um, when the slips come in. But I don't know why it's still standing. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should we just demoed? <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I know one of the horses, Eric, his house got um, got flooded. So they're still in the process of waiting for insurance. Wow. I think they got insurance. And um, they're just waiting for the builders to come fix it up. Look how long that process is taking, eh? Yeah, man. How, look how long it is. But I went to pick him up the other day because, you know, Avi? Yes. He, he left. He's gone to Australia to live. Oh, I did not realise so that. So he left last night. Oh, wow. Well. Nine o'clock flight to, to Brisbane. But So we, I picked up Eric and he's just looking at his street. And man, still, the houses are empty. They got they got flooded. Yes. Because he's down the bottom of the hill. Wow. So yeah. he, they got hit hard worse. Yes. They got hit hard. Because that's, that's where everything flows down to. Yeah, man. So, yeah. I think he's the... I think on his side of the road... Him, his family, and maybe two others are still there. All the houses are empty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Red sticker or, or just abandoned. That's, yeah. Just left there. Like you're saying, mm. look how long it's taken, mm. you know, for them just to just to get an insurance, um, just get an approval, eh? Because uh, everything's got an EQC, levy, uh, EQC now, you know, so it's like, it takes even longer. Mm. It's not just the insurance company looking after it. they got to go through and do a EQC report. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, um, it's a part of my driveway, um, uh, was ruined, it dropped, and uh, so it broke, part of my driveway broke, and um, concrete driveway, and um, it took like, I can, excuse the language, it took like, what did, when did it happen, February? Yeah. And only now I'm getting insurance money, and so oh, I'm lucky, oh, yeah. I'm lucky I'm getting the insurance now, but as you say, there's still people out there with houses, you know, yeah. something to live, and they're still going through um, the insurance and EQC, and then so man, I feel feel pretty bad mm. um, for about a second, and then I'm just happy that my place <laughs> is alright. But you know, I still have some sympathy for those people out there, man. It's yeah, yeah, it's probably not a nice thing, man. It mm. Definitely doesn't feel like a nice thing at all. Yeah, so I hope um, there's no rain this this holidays. It'll be good too because <laughs> yeah. man, I think the last five years has been rain during Christmas. Oh. The weather hasn't been too flash. So I hope it's, but it, um, but you, it's, you expect that it's going to be, especially in Auckland. <laughs> I mean, you expect that it's going to rain, yeah. even when uh, the weather reports say nah, nah, no rain, <laughs> yeah. and you just go, yeah, it's going to rain. It looks like it's <laughs> going to rain. Yeah. Man, um, oh yeah, I want to talk to you about your um, your wise guys, the wise guys. That was good, man. Like, did you come down to games? I went to the first. I went came to watch the first game. You guys' first game was that um, the first competition game? And, um, was that Wayne Manor? Oh yeah, as he goes, the very first game. I think you were playing. That that. that oh, that, that was a preseason game. That's when Stacy got injured. Oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so funnily enough, um, that's. The only game I've played what for them. Oh. Um, it's probably not a... Um, Did you get injured? Or no, no, it's... Uh, running the way of time. Bad timing. It's because I was playing for another... Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, did you? Master's oh. team. And so the boys are not too happy about it. was going, hey, you're the wise guys, or you play for Maris. So I was playing oh. for Maris Masters League. Oh, you showed up yeah. against them? Yeah. Oh. No, no, because we're in a different league. But... Oh, um, yeah. I was gonna play every every second because it's every three weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, the Masters League, rugby league, and so every three weeks. So my my plan was, um, you know, play one game for wise guys, and then the following um, round I'll play for Mar- uh, Marist. So um, 
I play the preseason game and then I end up playing two or three games for Maris. Mm. And I thought, oh, no, nah, I'll go back, play the rest of the season for Wise Guys. But then I broke my arm. Oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Then I broke my arm. Um, so I never got to go, <laughs> go back to Wise Guys. <laughs> um, but um, just talking because um, pretty much 98% of the, the boys, um, that's their first time playing Masters League. Mm. Um, and they really enjoyed it. You know, I spoke to everyone um, in the team and they really enjoyed it. Um, big learning curve because um, they're different colour shorts. Right, uh, touch or uh, tackle. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. So black and white shorts um, is pretty much, you know, go hard. You know, these are guys from 35 to 40, I think it is. Mm. Um, in, no, so 35 to 49. So black and white shorts. Once you turn 50... 50 to 60, I think it is red shorts, and it's sort of held. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then 60 plus is uh, gold shorts. And so it's funny because you're 35 year olds, you've got players who can still play senior A's or, or prems. Why? And so <laughs> <laughs> there's still some big shots going in there yeah. and so forth. And um, it's awesome because the wise guys, um, man, they've really enjoyed it. You know, and speaking to them, really enjoyed it. Um, Majority of them are rugby union players too, mm. you know. So, um, not that they don't know how to play league or anything, but it is a bit different. And also, um, having to remember coloured shorts and how hard oh, to tackle yeah, yeah. or yeah, what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you get the odd tackle one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, because then you get some, you know, um, some guys who are wearing black shorts who are, uh, you know, 48, 49. Um, they're probably not running as hard as they used to, and but you're still getting bucket. Mm, <laughs> they yeah. go, oh, come on, Sony Masters, mate, you're wearing black shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, but I did hear that um, a couple of the other teams, um, they mentioned that it's probably one of the hardest teams they've, they've played. Oh, yeah. Um, both in, in regards to tackling, tackling-wise, and they felt it. Um, so that... Is that... Do you think the reason why is... It's because ninety eight percent of guys haven't played, first time play. They're just going so hundies. You just got to go hundies. Just got hundies. Didn't realize I guess, like oh injuries are happening. I guess that's why there's quite a few injuries <laughs> yeah. uh, in the team. Yeah. Um, I think there might have been about four, mm. four um, or three definitely season ending. Oh, injuries. They say season ending, he didn't even start the season. <laughs> 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 the pools. <laughs> but hopefully, it doesn't discourage them uh, for next year. Um, hopefully, it just gives them a bit more motivation to to um, get out there again. Um, yeah. And I think there was a lot of reps from the Waitemata Seagulls Rugby League Club um, watching how the Wise Guys uh, Masters team um, conducted themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, both on and off the field, so... Um, I mean, John, he was great organising the team, and I, I saw it on, I see it on chat, you know, I keep up with, with the Wise Guys and, mm. and see what, you know, they do with the club yeah. and all the, yes. the, the events they, the, the events. they pull up. And it's cool that um, even though, I like the fact that even though there are a lot of the boys who are not playing, or a few of them overseas, but it's also another... Thing to f- 
to stay in that chat group just to see what, what the boys are doing, carrying yeah, on, yeah, you know. Yeah. A few photos here and there on uh, Friday night trainings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who shows up to those? Anyone? What's that? Anyone show up to those? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so all you have to do is take a photo of your Friday night training <laughs> and that uh, class there's training. <laughs> nah, nah. But no, no, um, I think, I think um, definitely know that um, a lot of the boys, um, not just the game itself, but getting back together, catching up with, mm. you know, um, with all the other boys. And uh, I think that's, the, that's what Masters is about. Mm. Um, I love the way that the Rugby League does their Masters modules in competition compared to Rugby Union. Rugby Union are prezies. Um, they play every weekend. Every Saturday they'll play every Saturday. So they'll just play one team and they'll, you know, their team as normal host host the, uh, the the opposition but with Masters League they have modules and then there's four modules and then in those modules there's eight, nine, ten teams whatever amount of teams but they all play on the same day oh yeah so you know there'll be four or five games or four games of Masters League you know starting at 11 last one maybe at one um, mm. but they all play um, together on the same ground so each oh, yeah. each oh. club will host have a chance to host um, all the masses. Oh, so that's how yeah. it works. And I was kind of confused how it works. Like when when chat was going, host, we're hosting and yeah, yeah. So that's sort of that's why they can do it every three weeks. But I love the fact that because then you're not just just you and the, uh, your position. You know, it's it's all the teams in that module, and so you get to see all those players every three weeks. You know, and and so you're not just sticking to your own team, but then you start having a chat and starting yeah. conversing with the, with the other teams. You make more friends. And that, and so I, I like I like that fact that that they have that where um, where they have all the masters teams playing in that one day, um, and because then also it's, they're really big on family orientated, so the kids and all that, and they put you know when the host put on the feed, it's they're putting on the feed for for all the supporters as well. It's not just the players, so it's real cool. It's real cool. Just means that um, a lot of people have to try and find uh, a reason. Put in sick leave on Monday because <laughs> <laughs> it is on a Sunday. Because yeah, yeah. it is on a Sunday. Yeah, it is on a yeah. Sunday. And that's uh, um, that's the power of what you can do to when you schedule competitions like that in a way where the outcome is you get to know people, like try to cultivate that somehow. You know, like you build that, you build those relationships. That's what we we're talking about before when we first started on the podcast, talking about relationships and gyms. Yes, going yep. to doing these kind of um, things, going to these kind of things where you can do things in the group and get to know other people because it's the, it's a human thing about it. Eh? Yes, coming together. Yeah, even and though wise guys, you know, everyone knows each other from because we're from our west. Yeah, and that. You know. But even the same token, um, we all knew each other, um, or we knew of each other. But also, the fact is that you're coming together more often hmm. than you would. Normally, you know, yeah. um, you know, a lot of times you see people you haven't seen before for a while. That includes family, would be um, on those fat love and lovelies. With fat love and lovelies, right. it would be a majority of the time it's a funeral now. They say yeah. not too many or weddings, weddings or yeah. you know, um, especially when us getting older, there's not too many weddings to go <laughs> to unless it's uh, nephews or nieces. Yeah, yeah, that's right. you know, um, but it is come, you know, and and 
I hear it all the time, and I say it all the time too. When when I do go to to funerals and all that, it's coming. We got to come together on a happier occasion, you know. Let's let's sort something out. But um, as you say, life comes in the uh, you know your life gets in the way. I wouldn't say get in the way, but you know everyone's busy. Everyone's busy, so and it's always hard to coordinate people who are available, you know, to get into the place. But um, the fact that now because of wise guys, um, all the boys. And even the partners um, have seen the bigger picture and, and how it's just not us drinking on a Sunday, you know. But all the things that we've done with prize, um, with uh, fundraising, you know, um, and getting together, you know, hosting, um, brought a lot of the uh, partners in, and so you know, getting the buy-in from the partners it makes it easier for us to to, to catch up on a Sunday. Um, with the boys um, yeah and I, and I think there's like you said there's way more benefits than just the, the physical getting out there on Saturday because you talk to everyone in the masters and not just in wise guys and they're there just to keep moving you're here yeah, and they yeah. say oh man this is just to keep moving you know this is their thing just to keep moving um, but then you've got that camaraderie that you were talking mm. about you know um, so that's the important part yeah the camaraderie too yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because uh, yeah, you're right. As we grow up, grow older, people tend to drop off, and then you don't get you know, the connections start falling away. Yes. So yeah. if you don't have a something that can bring everyone together, yeah. such as a masters competition, yes. yep. And and, you know, a, and you, a good note, something something nice to yeah, to yeah. go to, yeah, you know? exactly. something and happy to go to, something happy and and you're exercising. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's all of that. It's the the mental side of that is the camaraderie, being around people. Yes, and then the, it's all health, healthy, mental and physical is the exercise. Yeah, you know, yes. and then yep. you got when you introduce start introducing the, the partners and the supporters. Well, that's the family thing coming in. Yes, yeah. So it's all of that. It's yeah, encapsulating everything about what a human being needs in their life. In their lives. Yeah, you know, and that's, and that's a a cool thing that, I don't know if it's on purpose, but they recognize that's what it does, and th- this is it. You know, and because when you were explaining it, I was thinking about you know the issues around mental health, and you know when they say check up on your friends, mm. and then you always hear that check yes. up on your mates, bring yeah. up, check up on them, and then then after a few years of that, the, the next thing is, are you really checking up on them? Uh, are, yeah, you, are you just I saying hi that, and yeah. leaving, and you, are you really going over to say hi? Like that's the next step. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like we're telling people what to do when it comes to mental health and stuff for checking up and that, but. This is not telling anyone to do anything. No. This is just a natural thing. But but being a natural thing, you also okay. Let's let's do this this way because this way will add in everything that a human needs. Yeah, for 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 the total package of of physical and mental health. You know, because you're because you're meeting more regularly. You know, I mean, mm. you know uh, not just every three weeks because sometimes um, they come together for on a Sunday to do trainings and they go for a run or, or catch up for a committee meeting or what, whatever. But because now we've come to a regular uh, occurrence in regards to seeing each other, um, it makes it easier to to recognise if something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you actually ask the question, how are you doing? You know, because then you actually can see their facials yeah, and yeah. see their, their demeanour, whether it's just, oh, no, all good, bro, all good. Yeah. And you go, oh, no, it's, 
you know, you can yeah. actually ask that a bit, mm. bit more. Whereas if you haven't seen anyone, you don't know. So yeah. you just, you, you might just message, you go, oh, how's everything? But you yeah. don't know the tone of the reply. You don't know you the body language. Good. You don't, you know, you can't, you know, can't, you can't, see, you don't, you can't see anything, you know. So um, having a, having something, um, an occurrence every, you know, three weeks or whatever, a regular occurrence, um, you can actually start recognising the if someone's not turning up or, you know, you haven't heard from them for a while. Um, and then, you know, that's probably when you take that next step and, and you start talking to each other, to all the other boys. Hey, have you heard from blah, blah, blah? And, and then sooner or later you find out someone, one of the boys probably knows what's going on. He goes, oh, shit. You know, and, uh, puts you in the loop and he's like, oh, shit, okay. What do we need to do? Yeah. Um, but because, you know, if, like, you, like we said before, um, unless it's, Unless you're having that regular occurrence, it'll be just uh, that, uh, how are you? Mm. You know, <laughs> small talk, but not really del- delving into it because mm. you don't really know sometimes, you know. But the game is physical as rugby league, even even rugby union. Like, it's always, you get that feeling when, you know, when you're playing in a team, you know, you're going out there to war, you know, and everyone's going to help each other, you know, going to go out. Play the other team, hopefully win, come back, and then have a beer. You know, it's it's going through that. Yeah. You know that it it makes it even more a lot of things more at, at stake. Yeah, yeah, I, for, I believe for that. your for your teammate. I believe that. I believe that because you, you you don't want to go in there and um, <laughs> just be like because yeah, you know you're gonna get crap from all the boys. Okay, what is that? What did you do there? Um, the thing of Masters, um, they have uh, an award um, mm. called Dick of the Day. Oh, yeah? And it could be any reason. It doesn't even have to be something that happened in the game. Mm. I don't know, a couple of the boys, um, one of the boys got Dick of the Day because he didn't. He brought an empty chili bin. Because <laughs> he said he'll bring the chili bin, but it was empty. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> he brings an empty chili bin to the game, you know? So he got a Dick of the Day award, you yeah. know? But it's um, but in the same token, you know, um, as you say, um, for me, if I'd go out, um, I still want to go hard, as hard as I, mm. I physically can, uh, physically can, and, and as hard as, I, as as mentally I can go hard, because you know um, you're still competitive, even though it's masters, and you're still competitive, and at the same time you don't want to get hurt either. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, I believe that it's um, it's still up there in regards to competitiveness even though the boys are saying it's like masters you yeah, haven't laughed yeah. at it but then you see the big hits and you go oh i thought you see you're just having fun mate <laughs> you know or yeah yeah but there's um uh, and you say the benefits after the game not just the physical but the mental by with all the laughter you have you know even on the game when you start bantering to each other and go sorry don't ever do that again eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever try and pass that ball again like that yeah. you know or something silly or silly that's what happens when you try and sidestep you break your ankle <laughs> 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 you know it's um you know and you can have these little laughs afterwards eh? mm. and there's um you know and there's always got that memory you know at the end of the year you probably go back oh remember the time we tried to do this job to do this step or, or whatever everyone just laughs and, mm. and just has a real good time mm. just has a really good time so um definitely um definitely definitely benefits um not just the physical movement but uh your mental well-being eh? yeah. having a good laugh mm. having yeah. a real good laugh no, absolutely man how many games did you play for 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 Mary? um it's just funny so the last i've 
I've played Masters for the last three years. Oh, yeah, and for I, Maris, Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I only average like two games a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> injuries, injuries. <laughs> Due to injuries. It's normally probably because of Saturday night and I go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't go over the game on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should be using, oh, sorry, I don't play on Sundays. Yeah. But no, that's not true. Michael Jones. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Michael Jones, eh? I don't want to lie. <laughs> want to lie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's funny, yeah. Um, I've only played uh, a handful of games every year. But um, next year... They've got a Masters tournament in Gold Coast oh. uh, around October, November next year. Because um, they had a Masters tournament here in Auckland um, last month, which um, the Ma- uh, Maris was in, but Wise Guys didn't put a team in. But now there's a tournament in Gold Coast, and I think um, all the boys are pretty keen to yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to, to get into that tournament. Mm. Uh, so I'm pretty keen this year. Um, of any of your masters, Maris Masters, sorry, boys. Uh, I'm signing up for Wise Guys next year, so <laughs> I'll be playing for Wise Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if Wise Guys wants to be back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being injury prone. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's, there's a goal. Mm. You know, there's another goal, not just playing three weeks, every three weeks, but, you know, um, opportunity to go over s- to play on a, a, a Masters tournament, which probably be cool be really cool and playing a big tournament um and uh with your mates yeah you know going over with your mates you know um sure there'll be a lot of laughs and a lot of uh what happens on tour stays on tour sort of mm. um crack up laughter um but yeah yeah there's a there's a goal next year and i think um after and mentioned after this year um with the wise guys a lot of the boys are keen to carry on not just to play but just to carry on coming Coming mm. together, so uh, it's good signs out there for for the boys. Yeah, now now it's been great. Like I said, I mean, I've been keeping an eye on the. Oh, on you gotta chat, come! You gotta come on the field. <laughs> not not necessarily play, but yeah. you know, yeah, um, come in and support on the sideline, you know, and and stay for feed and and have those laughters. I'll you be know, keen to, and I take the video yeah. camera, and video some games, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then we can do some analysis. <laughs> <laughs> So there will be some training sessions over uh, over the video to get an analysis of uh, who stuffed up. Well, I need I need to start a sports channel on the on the web on the website, so I might use Wise Guys as a you know try and as a, edit some as, a, as the lowest level of, <laughs> as the, the benchmarker. Well, it's an interesting thing because um you know how the boys do the the counterrock the counterrock yes yes yes. Every time they bring up um, topics got to do with club rugby, like club this, rugby, man, it gets a lot of engagement. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I had um, I, I listened to one of them recently, and I think um, uh, Stacy and Roger. Yeah. I think it was one other person. Joey. Yeah, they were talking. Oh, they were especially talking about the Marist. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. League, uh, <laughs> union club and a new coach, and let's go. Oh wow. <laughs> Where the hell you guys get these information from? But I was just sort of going, oh man, I don't realize that. Yeah. But it's cool, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you get really passionate, as especially club rugby, because it's you know if it's your club, you know, mm. and and the majority that's where you make your friends and you know people from other clubs, you yeah. know, um, and just like um, just like being at school, you know, especially we're talking or any school, 
um, you've got pride in, in your rugby club or you've got pride in your schools. So, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you throw where you're from, you know, yeah. um, around and you get a bit of weight behind it. Um, and I guess that's why you're passionate mm. in those conversations, especially club rugby, because that's grassroots. Yeah, it is. That and, is grassroots. And I think, and I don't know, but I think the reason why we got a lot of engagement with that little topic there was because I don't think you can find stuff like that out there. Non club, not not non club. Talking level. about club, no. Non club level, no. You know? And I think there's a niche to be tapped there because yeah. if you, if you get stories like this, like what, what Stacey was saying, yeah, you know, whether it's true or not, it's still a story. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if the details are wrong. It doesn't, yeah, matter. doesn't matter. It's still, you know, something went down. Yeah, you know, something yeah. on that capacity yes. where. Hey, Club Rugby. Club, who's paid, who's, who's getting paid? Who's getting paid that much? <laughs> Obviously, people do get paid because there's been stories, you know, around. Yeah. But it's not really an open sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's, still, it's, still, it's still something to talk about. So, and absolutely. it's still something to um, get the interest in. You know, if say say if you, you knew, if you, lived, if you lived around the Maris Club, right, and you just know that, you know how we live around um, Wainamela. Mm. But we're not. We don't go to the games or anything like that. But we just know because it's yeah. You know what's right. happening around your neighbourhood. If you hear a story like that, you go, "Hey, your your ears start popping up." Hey, oh, fuck. what's going on down there? Yeah, what's going on down there? <laughs> sort of thing. Like, who is this coach? Like, <laughs> like are we gonna? Well, you're paying the coach in the fields of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it garners that little interest. Yeah, yeah, it does. And but, then, and the only way it did that because we put it out there. Yeah. So, you know, you it'll create some sort of. Yeah, like interest, but it'll create like awareness of non-supporters and supporters, not non-supporters, but people that are affiliated with the club somehow, but they don't support directly. Directly, yeah. But yeah. now they could be a they supporter. They could be a supporter, yeah. You know? And I reckon you're right there. Um, there I know in club rugby, there are, always, there are conversations going on, you mm. know, between players and supporters and all that, because people know, oh, where's this person gone? Oh, they've gone to that club now. Mm. You know, where's this, you know? It's a small community, you know. Even mm. though Auckland Auckland Rugby Union is is huge, but you know the players because you know, especially if you've gone through all those clubs and played senior rugby, mm. well, you know you're playing the same people, um, and so all these conversations are happening in the club rooms, you know, already. But as you say, as you put it out, it's not being you know it's not being um, uh, shown out to to outside of this of community, and so. Definitely, because there'll be a lot of chat. People will come and say, oh, bro, should see what's happening in my club, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, it's easier, man. And and to have, I reckon, um, just on that, to have some legends from, from different clubs. Mm. I know we all know a few people that are centurions or, or, or just big legends um, in those clubs, different clubs, to bring their perspective, bring theirs, you know? Go, man, how's it changed from your days to now? You yeah, know, what's, what's yeah. going on here? You know, and I bet you, you'll, as you say, um, after that, you'll you get a few more listeners in peeking in and going, Oh, who they got now? Oh, that's my club. Yeah. Oh, I want to listen to him. Oh, I haven't heard, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, what exactly. is he up to? Exactly. What does he think? You know, um, yeah, yeah, because it's because it's grassroots, it's because it's you know. That's where it starts yeah. from, you know. Yeah, and so you get, you get. I reckon you get a lot more interest because it's yeah, and 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 you can you almost do get to have a say because it's your local club. 
mm. you know, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you do get to express your interests, whereas when you go up further up to the representative, it's going to, hey, mate, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You just you just stick to the tweeting and, mm. and give your message there, but um, with club rugby, you know, your your um, your brother or your son or your daughter could be playing in those senior teams or the lower grades. Mm. Um, so yeah, you, you get a mo- lot more uh, of a link or affiliation to to club rugby than you would do, to say, the likes of Auckland Blues. Mm. And I think because mainstream media doesn't really cover it they don't go deep oh, down but yeah. they, i think there's an opportunity to to do that you yeah. know because yeah of course they can, you can sit out the journals to cover the all blacks the blues the npc and all that kind of stuff easy yeah because that's what you know that's in the papers and all that but but try sending the army of journals into the club rooms of club rugby you know yeah. like i know they cover the um they get a shield, they, but they cover the semi-final, final. Uh, yeah, but they don't but actually they don't talk do to the, the whole season. But they yeah. don't talk about you know. They don't talk to the people and what's going on in the club. And yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there would be a public interest. Yeah. To see what's going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I don't know if podcasts can do that, or or a newspaper can do that, or you know. But I think sports journalism can go much more further in New Zealand than what it is doing now. And I think they've they don't regard it as as a place to for them to go to get no. stories. If it's if if it doesn't, um, but it will help New Zealand rugby in the long run. Yeah, but if media and all that, it's all about turnover, money to get mm. revenue, you know. And so it's more the how bigger our audience, how wider is our audience in club rugby, and it'll be just localized. It'll mm. be localized. Um, especially the likes of Auckland, you know, um, everywhere in New Zealand won't be, won't be interested in, in a small club, you know, talking about a small club. But everyone in Auckland knows that club, mm. knows what it is, and they'll be interested in that. And I guess that's why nothing's going to be in, 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 you know, in the media as such because it's not, it's not a because there's no more local media anymore. Eh? No, no more Western leader. Or- I used to look at the back and Western Leader used to always have a sports mm. thing in the back and, you know, of, of the latest, you know, of a team. And it was always, always remember you're looking at the back and seeing what yeah. what teams played what and, and so forth. But, man, it's, you've seen so thin now. There's <laughs> hardly anything in there. Yeah. And I think it's online now too. Yes. Like there's a yeah. Western, you can go Western Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South. But how many people actually go online to, yeah. to do that, you know? Yeah. Unless it's physically there. That's when I start yeah. reading it. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you know, that wasn't the first club rugby topic the boys had on the podcast. They've had others too. And when it does happen, man, engagement shoots up. Yep. Shoots yep. up, man. Like the last one was the Rivers when they were winning. Oh. And they were talking about how they, the top player didn't get uh, NPC. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. That's right. They got um, the reserves there or something. Yeah, not the top team. Yeah, they were talking about, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember that one, um, and it wasn't just the counterpunch talking about it. It was everyone, like I said, it was yeah. everyone. On the, everyone was talking about it. I said, "How does a team make the finals? When how's a team uh, win 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 one of the strongest competitions around, um, club wise, and um, get no no representation?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially when that coach um, brought guys from Admore. 
into Rovers and yep. turned them around. Yeah. Yes. So it'll be interesting when he goes to Maris, what guys from Rovers will go to Maris there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I guess that's why also you wanna um when you do get new coaches, one of the criteria or not a criteria, but what are you bringing to the club? Mm. Oh, I can bring this player, I can bring this player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 okay. We've got a chance. We've got a chance, you know. Um, well, there's all the specul- other speculation was if that if he's got the position of coach or the director. Oh, right. Which is which is different though. Yeah. You know. Um, but then, is it how how much of a hands-on is a director mm. going to be? You know, how much pull does he have? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'll, I'll be interested to to listen to those. Especially going around what clubs, you know, what's happening in the in the club scene. I have this I have this passion for sport and especially local sport, but wanting it to be more than what it is now in terms of like popularity. Yes. And like, see, I see what they're doing in NRL and how they have clubs. The community revolve around the clubs. Yes. But you gotta you gotta have incentive to pour the community in. It's not enough yeah. that you just have a team. Yeah. And you have the you know, you gotta do something else. You gotta have like in around they have casinos and restaurants yeah yeah you know? yeah and even those um you know even like uh the the, the lower grades the hg balls and all those yeah. other lower grades and and the teams that they say are the feeder teams but they get some big followings and so forth mm. as well you know um it's commercialized and and you know you follow the lead of america oh, they're in the huge. bloody forefront of yeah. sports entertainment yeah you know then they really dig down the entertainment part yeah you know, and that and I think that that's what New Zealand is missing, the entertainment side of sport. Of sport. Like we play sport, that we say we're passionate about sport, we are. But do we really take it in the full effects of the sports entertainment? What it should be? Because yeah. it is entertaining. It has to be entertaining for the people to watch. Yeah. You gotta yes. put bums on seats. Yes. You yeah. know? And yeah. that's the name of the game now. And I guess I guess that's the thing is um with with the sports or rugby union, there's um, you get a lot of people go. I just can't understand it. I can't follow it. Mm. <laughs> and then you get all these rule changes because they want to make it more entertaining for people, but people still can't follow it and know what's going on. Oh, the rugby world cup was a classic example. The final, you know, the TMO and the the, the bunker they had and the yeah. ref and red cards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, that that was that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch, and it was hard to understand. Yeah, the reasons why the reasoning behind it, it was like, happening, you know. Goodness me! But um, yeah, but it then was, it's hard that you know Super Rugby has one set of rules. We go to World Rugby as another set of rules, you know. Yeah, or Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere um, rules, uh, or, or understanding of of the rules, you know. Um, it's just thinking, what? Why can't we all just play by one rule? Well, I don't know if these heads of World Rugby played rugby before, or they're just <laughs> businessmen and just know how to run a business yeah. without playing the game. But I understand it's all about liability and getting head knocks and getting CTE and don't want to get sued and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's what they're scared about. That's why these rules are in place. But yeah. it's not. It's what they think should happen. Yeah, but it's 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 for me. It's the the understanding of those rules because uh, between each referee, it seems to be different interpretations yeah. of a rule. Um, that's that's where that's where I find it frustrating. Where um, the interpretation between hemispheres are different. 
mm. you know. Um, and then going from club rule to Super Rugby, there's a few different rules there and so forth, and mm. it's, it's hard to follow. Yeah, it's really hard to follow, and, mm. and then you just go, "Oh, what's the point of watching?" Well, on top of that, you got a Super Rugby competition that's that's not really good right now. Yeah, you, know, you got the Wallabies that are shit. You got the Australian teams that are shit. You got yeah. South Africa that's left, doesn't want to play with us anymore. Yeah, since they left, they and went over to <laughs> to Europe and all that. The comp, you know, still well. I'd say that it was still strong, but the Aussie teams are not. <laughs> yeah, they're not up to scratch. You yeah. know, and so they're pulling us down. And I don't know if if this World Cup was uh, just like a a precursor to what's going to happen in the future, but really the All Blacks struggled during the round robins. And, you know, a lot of talk was about because the competition in the rugby championship isn't strong anymore. Yeah, yes. The All Blacks just play in South Africa. And one of the other reasons were I heard also being thrown around was all the Northern Hemispheres uh, teams, they started playing earlier than we did when, you know, after COVID and all that. Mm. So their competition really, you know, were ramping up before we even started looking at yeah, suddenly yeah, our competition, yeah. which is true because that's actually what happened. Obviously a team that's really been, you know, playing around um, for a lot longer than another team, you know, they're going to be a lot stronger and, and so forth. And, and um, But man, we still, I... Honestly, went into that competition, didn't think we were going to... I knew we'd get quarters, but I never thought we'd had a chance to to win it. Yeah. I didn't have the belief that we'll win it until um, till after Ireland, till after the Ireland game. And I was like, oh, actually, oh, oh hold on. Out comes my jersey again. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think everybody didn't mind if we lost there. Because the running was on the wall, sort of, eh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we knew, okay... Okay, we, we'll be all right if we lost because it's yeah. a good team we lost to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they beat South Africa in the round robins. So. Yeah, yeah. And you know. but then you, what what was great for World Rugby was the um, the best thing was that ruling of uh, um, where you know tier one players can now are eligible to yeah. play tier two. Three years then now, yeah. And you see how a big difference that made to all all the uh, Pacific teams yeah. um, where they. They took it to the tier one teams, you know, really close. Got them pretty close for most of those games. It's pretty unfortunate. Um, um, Sabonga didn't play. He was injured most of the those round robin games. I was, I well, yeah, I was trying to figure out why he didn't play Argentina. Yeah, was it the Argentina injured. game? He was still game? Yeah. We can see straight away that he should have. We would have won that game if we mm. had Sabonga. Just someone who can really, you know. Um, Take the team where you know, because he was the man against England. Oh, yeah. right. there's a big difference. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, nothing against um, uh, Christian who was playing, you know, but someone had that little still still got that little X factor and, yeah. and was still able to 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 be like a general and you know and uh, lead the team mm. um, around. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I was just gutted that you know when we played, I just. First thing I see was we're supporting. <laughs> Don't tell me he's still crying about that um, losing his uh, t- kicking tea. You know, yeah. you're getting all these all these remarks and so forth. But um, you know, in the, the day we knew he was injured and and so forth. Then um, yeah, no, nah, I think I think it was great that that ruling uh, to allow to allow to, to you know the three year stand down. Mm. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. 
It was it was a pretty good World Cup, though. I think in the long run, it was a real competitive one. Yep. Yeah. So I don't think it's been competitive before. That there many bit good teams were it, up for the running name. Um, and sort of, I sort of get more interest in it because we were able to watch it live, being you know in the morning. Yeah, 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 you know, the England's going. Oh, yeah, sweet! I can, you know, I can watch that. I can watch that, you know, in the office or or whatever. But you know, when you go into other countries and it's like a midnight, or you know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I can't get up for this. Yeah. But I really had, I really enjoyed it this time around because um, my boy's eight and nine year old. Um, one of them was they keen to watch every game yeah. with me, and those are the memories that I wanted to to build because mm. I don't have any memories as growing up as a kid watching watching the All Blacks with my old man or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I wanted to have those memories with my son. Mm. And and uh, um, it's funny because one of them, yeah, keen as the other one's a, he'll come in, he's winning. Oh, no. Nah. All Blacks is losing. Nah, go. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even care about watching it. He goes, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, All Blacks aren't going to win, so I'm not going to watch. I was like, come on, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably opposite because I'm a sports fan because of my parents. Because yeah. they love sport, they eh? my yes. parents. So every time All Blacks game, once time all game. And this is why I'm a Manly Seagulls fan, because my parents love Manly. Right. Back in the days when when Matthew Ridge was playing there and Graham Lowe was the coach. Yes. Those times. So every time I come on the the lounge, they'll be screaming at Sc- the TV. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So that's how it started for me. Yeah. Like, I still do that, scream at the TV. Yeah. I get it. Uh, my boys get a fright. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> but that's cool, man. It's cool seeing. Because I know other, other, some of the other boys, their parents are sports fans too. And right. they have the same sort of memories. Yeah. Yeah. Like their parents screaming at the TV. Ah, oh, that's it. They're, they're, those are the memories I want. Like I said, um, yeah. there was a great opportunity being like you know eight o'clock, some of the eight, eight in the morning games. Yeah, um, especially the weekend. You wake yeah. up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, the game's on. Good, good watch on. it. Perfect. Yeah. And my oldest boy loved it. Yeah. And so be able to sit there with with him and 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 chew the fat about rugby and, <laughs> and go, what happened there? What happened there, Dad? So, uh, yeah. Did you have the all day to think about it eh? and like, talk about it? And stuff, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, actually, yeah. yeah it is. Um, it's funny because um, so I coach my son's team, um, and it's funny. So you give them tips, or, or go over and watch my other son to Who's play. You for? White is. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, White is. Um, and it's, it's funny, yeah. You tell them, oh, you should do this, you should do that um, when this happens. And they just give you that look and go, what do you know about <laughs> rugby? And then, then, you know, something would happen exactly the situation I spoke, you know, as, as I mentioned, and they'll go, oh, how did you know that? How, uh, Dad, how did you know that? So, well, son, <laughs> there's a back of my days. <laughs> the old start with back of my days. Uh, I used to uh, walk in the snow to go to school and uh, play rugby <laughs> in the snow. Um, that was one of the stories my dad gave me, and mm. I used to like eat it up and then realize it doesn't snow in Samoa. <laughs> Took me a long time to actually click and go, hey, you got me, you got me. But you know, just having um, it's funny, you know, kids will look at you and go, how do you know that? You know, because they don't know your past life. Mm. They don't know what sports you had played previously. Or I've got no memorabilia of, of any sports that I played mm. uh, in my time. But, um, you know, when you do give a little bit of advice, so they just get the look, you get the, <laughs> you get the eyes. Okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now that reminds me of my old man, because eh? I think I, 
I didn't hear him or he didn't understand what I was asking him. But I remember when I was a kid asking him, what sport did you play? And he said, oh, boxing, rugby. Yeah. But I think, you know what? I realised, because I was like proud, my dad was a boxer. My yes. dad was a rugby player. Cause I know because he watches boxing and watches rugby. <laughs> but then I realised later on in my life, like, you know what? I think he thought I said, what's your favourite sport? <laughs> not what, <were laughs> not you, what, what you did. Not what you did. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, I never saw any memorabilia or anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But maybe he didn't have memorabilia back in Samoa. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's so. a, that's a that's a um, <laughs> that's a different uh, lifetime. You yeah. know, when back in the younger days and and playing sports and so forth. And um, yeah, I never took any memorabilia. I know heaps of boys used to the uh, end of the season, the jersey would be in their back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you go to the. <clears throat> You know, I know a couple of boys that always had, they also had their memorabilia in a club or a rep and just go, oh, wow, this is cool, man. Mm. This is cool. Um, but yeah, it's still funny when, when you're giving advice, whatever advice it is, um, to a nine-year-old and they just give you that, those looks, eh? <laughs> and then you go, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, the last podcast I had, um, you know, Yashi came. Yes, yes. And he was talking about, because he's coaching his, his daughter's, like he's trying to, he's not trying to, but he wants them to be sporty because he's sporty. Right. Yep. But we're talking about how how to figure that out because you don't want to force your kids, but you want them. You have the idea of what <laughs> you're, hope, yeah, yeah. you're hoping. You yes. know, you're hoping. Yes. You know? And it's inter- it's an interesting thing. Like, what do you do as a parent? Do you push or not, or do you let yeah. it happen naturally? See where they go. But it could work either way, though. I know, you know, um, you, you're right. I know some people got pushed into it and mm-hmm. and then, you know, further down the track, they end up loving it. Yeah. But they got the initial push mm. that else they wouldn't have. Wouldn't have. But some don't, or, they? Yeah, and, or, or the reverse, some of them that hate it so much because they got pushed into it, yeah. you know, or um, the, the you let them decide and see what they mm. want to do, you know, and let them find out. But... You do that, and you end up having like um, a different sport every year, or, or every you know yeah. uh, summer or winter. There's like, oh come on, man, make up your mind. Which sport are you playing? <laughs> you <know? laughs> These fees are not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Just the other one is what sport you want to play? Try to look for the cheapest one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, I totally understand that. Eh? Um, but you, you sooner or later. Sooner or later, you'll you know your kids. You know what works for them. Mm. You know whether it's a push or it's a. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Mm. You know, I've got two. Um, my two boys. The approach is different. You know, um, one of them uh, is a, a bit more talented than the other. He can pick up, man. He can pick up any sport. It's just like wow. It just comes natural. Mm. Um, the other one, um, he just. Loves it and he just keep working and keep working until, you know. But he just loves sports. He just loves sports. And the one who's naturally telling him, goes, ah, I don't feel like playing this. I don't, he's like, hey, my mum give me some. <laughs> you know, so um, you get to know your own kids mm. and you get to know and, and you try and approach accordingly, I guess, you know. But even then, even if you don't know, you learn. Yeah. Just like you do every day, you know, um, as a parent. Mm. Nothing's, nothing's in a book, you know. Mm. Uh, there's no, there are guides out there, but <laughs> man, everyone's different, man. Yeah, everyone's different. Yeah, and it's hard when you see these movies like um, King Richard, and so I never watched and, it. <laughs> the way he pushes 
girls to play dinners, you know? It's like, and look at them now. Look at them look, now. Look, look what they achieved. Yeah, even, yeah. even Tiger Woods is old man eh? yes started off yeah, I remember watching him when um, was it That's Incredible the TV oh, yeah, series yeah, yeah. That's Incredible yeah. as a little Back kid yeah just oh, was it now? yeah oh, it was gee. on That's Incredible I'm sure it was That's Incredible as a as a little kid and it was just whacking the ball mm. and look at him there a few divorces later but <laughs> you know and it's that it, you've got that parent who's pushing 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 you know mm. um I reckon for those sort of yeah, for those sort of sports, individual sports, you do need something to push, eh? Because mm. unless you're mentally not not at a young age, you haven't built that mental strength and discipline, yeah. so you probably need someone to push you and push you pretty hard. I read um uh, Andre Agassi's book Open. Oh, okay. It was one of the best um, written um, sports novels, biographies. Yes, because it's written by a guy that um he won a. He's a journalist, and he won a um, a Pulitzer. A Pulitzer Prize, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulitzer yep. Prize, and he wrote um, uh, Andre Agassi's biography. Yes, he hated tennis. Oh, Agassi! His, his dad loved tennis. His dad was a King Richard dude. All oh, right, and forced him to play tennis. Yes, but he also hated school. Right, but he was good at tennis. But he hated tennis. So he was either go to school, which he hated, or play tennis, which he hated. Which but, one? Which one? Tennis. Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so he chose the two of the, you know, worst things. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just, but he hated it. He yeah. was just so good at it. And, wow. But he hated playing. He didn't yeah. want to play, but he knew yeah. that was his way out. Out. So he just, yeah. he just did it. Yeah. You know, and that was interesting. But sooner or later, he would have come to love. Because, no, nah, he hated his he dad had... pushing him. Oh, I see. Yeah. He, still, but yeah. he was just good at it. He just, but he just yeah. hated it. He was yeah. happy when he retired. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, that's the thing, eh? Hated it all because he got pushed into it, but he still played yeah, he still right played. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still made a living out of it. Yeah. But the book goes on to like, because he quit school young. He didn't go back to school. Like, so right. he, he considers himself like not smart. Right. Like, just, like, he wouldn't know what to do if he left tennis. Technically not educated. Not educated. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So he just got educated during four years of yep. sport. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, just went on to do better things. But it's, it's interesting, eh? Like, for a guy that hated the sport and got really good at it, yeah, and got famous from it, you know. And that's that's yeah. the other thing eh? you hear. Um, is it book smart or street smart? You know, yeah, yeah. two very different things. Eh, um, you know, both still to help you and whatever you're doing, but I think having that life experiences uh, outweighs any sort of education mm. that you can mm. get from the books because yeah, they'll teach you things that you you know you're never not going to learn in the books. I don't. I think with. With King Richard one like that movie like I think because those girls were so young, um, Serena and Venus, they were so young that just, that's all they knew. Yeah, and so they just did it anyway. Like that's all you know. Yeah, and fortunately for them, that they, they weren't like Andre Agassi. They they loved it too. Oh, lucky. So maybe yeah. maybe with Tiger Woods was the same thing. Maybe the parent made sure that there was nothing else. So they that was all they, that's all they, they could do. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think if it works out, then it's good. But but see what when you see about life skills, Tiger Woods never had any life skills. Eh? That's why he, he, was, uh, he was a bit of an Elvis. <laughs> he became a bit of an Elvis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's how do you handle the fame? Yeah, how do you handle the fame? How do you handle the fame? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and you always see that on on um, on the media and TV. How, um, but mind you, they always report. You know, they will really report the bad things about 
you know someone and and how they handle the fame. Thing. Yeah. Um, but man, they don't teach you how to handle fame. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one teaches anyone there. Eh? No, no. no. Got to figure it out for yourself. You got to yeah. figure it out for yourself. But I guess and you know you hear about um, um, NRL and maybe even mm. uh, Super Rugby and all that. They're trying to teach these kids about um, how to handle the pressures of media or outside influences and so forth um how to deal with media how to you know because you hear it you hear um you hear it when people are getting interviewed and the same you know if it's on the same team they've always got the same terms they're always saying the same thing yeah, you yeah. know in the interviews yeah, yeah. you know four or five different people of the same team mm. so you're thinking oh okay is that the phrase for the week because <laughs> when you turn up to the media <laughs> you know Everyone's using the same terminology and so forth. I think NRL's yeah, getting better. They're letting the players be themselves. Some, some of them may express. Like some yep. of them joke around. Yeah. When they start joking around on the interview, being themselves. Know, yeah, being yeah. Themselves, yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't see that much in New Zealand rugby. Like, it's oh, the cookie cutter. Oh, cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they've always, but speeches, they've always had that impression. Um, where everyone's always said, you know. Um, Union is white collar, mm. league is blue collar, you know, and so you always. It's a gentleman's game. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh mate, everyone's a gentleman, <laughs> you know, but you know, and that's it stems from that, and then it's it's just carried on. Like you gotta, mm. the way you conduct yourself, you yeah. know, it's got to be up there, you know, um, as a rugby union player slash as an all black, you know, mm. um, league, you know, you get to express yourself a bit more league. Yeah. You know, way more. Um, you can't hide in league. No. You know, you'll get caught out in regards to um, your position or mm. or how you're playing. You know, you, you get stood out. Whereas a rugby union, you can hide. You can be a you can be a lock or a flanker, and no one realizes you've played a whole game. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because league is not just physical; it's it's the endurance you need. Eh? Yeah. Like yeah. Just, just to go back ten all the time, man. Oh. Yeah, and you just, oh. it's funny, you know, because um, you talk to some of these, uh, and you always have that conversation between uh, two codes, eh? Which is the best code. Yeah. Um, and then I've always had conversations there, and uh, the league boys here, yeah, we had a couple of union boys come over to try and play, and uh, they were cacks after 20 minutes because of the <laughs> up, back, yeah, you, yeah. Know, the, you know, come back, run 10 metres and so forth. It's good. Yeah, because rugby union, you can just walk to the next rock. Yeah. <laughs> or you just stand on the line. You yeah. know? Of course, we don't run that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a surprising. Um, it's surprising because, you know, keep keep putting my kids in there, but because I'm coaching them, both union and I coach the, um, uh, a league uh, team they were part of mm. this year. And... Um, one of my boys who in union um, it doesn't stand out. Go to league, boom! Because he gets the ball, he yeah, has to yeah, run, yeah. and he's running hard. Yeah. Like, oh damn, you are good, you know, because you don't see that in union. No. You can go through. A, um, I wouldn't say you can go through a whole game, but you can go through a lot of patches without even touching the ball. You're just mm. hitting a rack to another rack to another rack, especially with um, kids rugby union. Um, you know, there's no positions. So to speak, there's forwards and there's backs, but you know, there's no specialized position. Yeah. So you know, you, you can just you can just be literally just running from one ruck to another, and you may not get the ball. Mm. Um, so yeah, league 
like that's where I'm interested. You can't hide in league. You know, you got to do your job. You got to go up and tackle. You got to mm. go make those yards, and or then it's your turn to run now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your turn to run. So boom, yeah. you got to run. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's quite surprising. Yeah, uh, uh, it surprised me uh, quite a bit. Um, watching my my nine year old um, really express himself in league. He was able to express himself in league, and and he came off, and he said he really enjoyed league. And both of my boys really enjoyed it, um, but more so him because he said he got to get the ball a, a lot more than he would in union. I was going, oh yeah, well they get paid more, so uh, you know, <laughs> keep going, <laughs> keep going, make that money, make get get that for retirement. <laughs> I've always been a rugby union guy, and you know, before league, I was, I was never a leaguey kind of guy. But I got to tell you, man, this last in our season. I've been watching that more than Super Rugby, man. Yeah. This last year because of how not competitive Super Rugby has been. Right. You can yes. tell who's going to win. Yeah. If the Rebels come to town, no, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Western Force, Rebels, who cares? You no, know? But uh, but you watch League, man. You watch the NRL this season, man. Even from week one all the way, the first 10 weeks, man. Like these close games. Yeah. You don't know who's going to win. And if it's you're down, if you're down by three tries in ten minutes to go, you can still win. You can still win. Yeah, you can score four tries yeah. in ten minutes. You know. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing about league. You know, yeah. like and these athletes are so they're so athletic. These players are so athletic. Yeah. You know, and fit. Yeah. And they can run, and you, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? yeah. They can last, and they can, yeah, they can do extraordinary things on the field that can change make the game in the last seconds you know and yes change everything around and it's yeah. something rugby union doesn't have you know no 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 because yeah all it takes is, is like you can um and that's why you get paid all the high paid uh players both union and league always someone that's got that x factor that can change mm. a game they'll get paid for it too you know mm. um it's, it's funny though it's hard like, to have, have one person change the game and Unless you're John Lumb. But even that, John Lumb didn't win a championship, you know? No, no, so that's it's, right. It's he pretty didn't. hard, eh, to be individual. Yeah, yeah. but he did. He, he, he was yeah. definitely, he was definitely someone um, in that cusp of when it was going to, from amateur to professional, and mm. it, and he was that poster boy for professionalism, you know? Mm. But man, he stood out though, both his height and, and his abilities on the field. Yeah. You know, so... Um, and also, also, you know, um, the story behind it, you know, working at a bank, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a teenager and so forth. And that reminds me of um, Bundy Aki's uh, mm. story I just read um, not so long ago, where as a teenager, he had sort of given up um, rugby, you know, and started working at a bank. Typical uh, islanders, eh? The bank is supposed to be um, one of the best jobs you can get, be a bank teller. Was this before being, he paid for Chiefs? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh. And that's when Tana Umanga came along and said, um, come play for counties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he came play for counties and that's, then he made the Chiefs and look where he is now, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and all it took was someone, like Tana Umanga, to still believe in him. Go, hey, you come put on the work and you'll play. Mm. Um, but they, they could have been lost. Their talent, where he is, you know, could have been easily lost because he, you know, he was on the verge of giving up. Um, not making any of the rep teams, I believe. Um, but man, what what an awesome journey that he's been through, man! I just saw he just met um, 
Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about yeah, yeah. Because Dolphins were in Germany for a game. All oh, right, that's where you got the opportunity. Yeah, so you went over and they swapped jerseys in. I saw that. Signed them, eh? Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. I saw that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny, um, I find that more and more now, um, of the Islanders over in the States um, actually uh, following other Islanders and mm. in, uh, in different codes, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and you're going, oh, do they know about this, yeah, this yeah. sport here, <laughs> rugby union, <laughs> you know? But the fact is, the Islanders, the Islanders, you know, they sort of following that. Mm. So it's cool, man. It is cool. Because <coughs> I see the Rams going to go take some games over to to Las Vegas next year. Probably to Vegas, Broncos are going to play there. Oh wow! Next year, I know what their their goal was: trying to get some interest in the game, or try to get NFL to take some players. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Um, I guess to bring in more revenue or whatever it is is. Mm is going to the States because once if the States can pick up that that's a lot of revenue to all the other to, to the you know to the rugby union empire or the world rugby you know because mm. um, you know you look at um, soccer as well now bringing them um, over to the States and having their own competition over there um, it's getting huge there's some huge followings over there because Miami brought in um, Messi Messi well, pay them millions, pay them millions, but he's paying for a shit competition, eh? Like, compared to, you know, where yeah. he's come from. Yeah, yeah, compared to it, but he's getting paid that mm. much because, like I said, in the States, they've got the money, you know. Mm. Um, and isn't that part owned by um, Beckham? I think so, yeah. He's part owned by Beckham. So, I guess, I guess that's one of the things, eh? Hey, once you retire, you just buy a team. I should watch that documentary on Netflix, the Beckham one, because everyone says it's good. I started watching it. Was it good? I hadn't finished. I hadn't finished watching. I hadn't oh. finished going back to it. Um, but it, yeah, no, it was quite interesting actually. I just um, I think I just watched half an hour of it. Um, but you know, you only know David Beckham through the media. But it's quite interesting to see where he started and uh, how young he started and so forth. So I got through the first thirty minutes and it was quite interesting. What well, one of the things that I remember is that. Um, um, was it Posh Spice, whatever mm. her name is? Yeah. Um, he saw her on a music video. Um, so never met her. Don't know who she was. It was he was still quite young, and he turns to one of his teammates and goes, "I'm going to marry her one day." <laughs> you know. And then look, look what happens. I think I think a couple of years later, he had met her, and you know that started that. Um, but it's funny to hear him say, "Yeah, I already said I was going to marry her." and Two years later, meets her. <laughs> it's like whoa. Same thing happened to um <clears throat> to Jason Momoa when he saw um, um what's her name from Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to. Oh, true. Yeah, she's much older than him, eh? Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, but he said the same thing. I'm gonna marry her. I think uh, everyone, <laughs> a lot of people would have said that after watching, you know watching the Cosby Show. <laughs> a lot of people said that. Yeah, yeah. Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we don't go there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> sort of ruins your childhood memories of watching uh, the Cosby Show, eh? Goodness me! Wow, I love that show, man. Oh yeah, I just race home and go. You got heaps of listens from that song. That's ah, oh, it was great, man. It was funny, it's so funny. Because I thought um, the mum, uh, what's her name? Is it Patricia? Patricia uh, Rashadi. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was her character name? 
I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man, she was just like my mummy. Yeah. My mum. Yes. Like, just because when she was telling the kids off, like, she was like real affirmatively. Yeah, yes. Remind me of my mum, man. Yeah. She tells us off. She was the disciplinary yeah. uh, in, the, in the family. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she was the disciplinarian. My dad was the executioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was the judge, juror, and my dad was the executioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take them in the perfect text. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, yeah, I think um, at the moment I am the judge, the jury, and I'm also the executioner, as well as I'm also the um, fatsoh. <laughs> <laughs> but they just, oh, you shouldn't have done that, mate. It's so good. <laughs> so poor boys, poor boys, are they, they don't know if uh, dad's, um, you know, one of the cool dads, and like, oh, well, let's go drink and do this prank yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or is it going to be the dad is just going to be about to fussy me because <laughs> I didn't listen? <laughs> yeah, that was that was just man. I, I, I was flicking through Netflix eh, and even the other platforms I'm on, like Prime and all that. There's so many sports documentaries. Yeah, I noticed that. There's heaps. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of docos and um, there's so many. Um, they haven't had the chance to watch though. No, cause there's too many. <laughs> you just haven't had a chance I to know, watch. Have you lost Sky? Because no. I get the Sky now, the online Sky. Oh, yes. And they've got a documentary part. Oh, okay. All the sports stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the Freddy so for Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. I think it all sprung up from the Freddy for Freddy's stuff. Because um, there was that, I don't know if you watched the O.J. Simpson documentary. No. It's the five episode one. No. That is really good, man. It's called Made in America. Oh, Okay. It's good, man. It's, it's been on. F- it's been a while, eh? It's been a while. Yeah, it won been... awards, and I know why it won awards because it's really good. Really good, Doctor. Because it not only talks about his life, his career, yes, but talks about the context around what was going on, right, in in the city of LA. Yeah, right. And the picture it paints him, you know, you uh, okay. you, you think to yourself, no, nah, he he did it, man, he did it, because <laughs> he was he was an asshole. Because he was one of those uh, fake black dudes, like, just because he's, like, got money and he's a famous yeah, football player. Yeah, football player, yeah. He's like, oh, he thinks he's white now. He, like, he just disregarded his culture. His, oh, right. He's one of those, one of those. Yes, okay. I didn't even, so the thing is, you don't know, no, yeah. especially, um, especially over in New Zealand, like, you, only know, you only see what's on being uh, broadcasted on, on yeah. the media and so forth. But this tells you everything, and it's really interesting, eh? Just the, his his mind, how his mind works. Wow! Like he didn't hang around with any black people. He bought him, he bought his house in a rich white area, right? And he hung around with white people, right? Yeah. So he's so he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, um, yeah, lost all his roots. Lost all his roots, and yeah. then when they were talking, when the other famous players, football players, NBA players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, were doing the whole uh, um, Muhammad Ali, doing some activist stuff. Yes, yes. Like they'll ask him to come. You know, ask him to go and yeah, yeah. And you go, hey man, my, no. I'm not black, I'm OG. <laughs> Do those things. Do that, wow. those kind of things, eh? So there's a five part series, was it? It's a five part series. So it goes into that. And then, but the interesting part of it is the context around um, what what happened when his wife got murdered and the other guy got murdered and he got chased in the, on the middle. Oh, the, the. But, but what was happening in LA during the time? So it talks about the. The um, the riots and all the 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 racist 
Cops uh, talks about uh, Ronnie King. So there's a oh, lot of yes. lot of um. There was a lot of like when you boil the jug, everything was boiling. Ah, okay, okay. So that's, like there was yeah. also there was there was racial tension between yeah. the cops and the black people. Yeah, and you got like incidents with Ronnie King. Then you had incidents where um, a young black girl went to a store, a Korean store, and she had an argument with the with the shopkeeper. Yes. I think he, she smacked her or something and walked out and the shopkeeper grabbed the gun and shot her behind the back on the back of the head. And she was just a young girl. Wow. Right, young black girl. And and she got um, home detention. Home detention? Yeah, so that was another added on yeah, yeah. thing. So there's heaps of things going on. Heaps of things, heaps going, of things on going on at their time. Yeah, at their time. And, and, and so... And so when um, then the riots happened after Ronnie King and all that shit happened and then heaps of other stuff was going on. And then... When O.J. Simpson got acquitted, it was kind of a payback to the white people for the black community. Is that how it was perceived? That's that's how the the, the documentary it's shows. Showing, it. yeah, saying this is uh, yeah okay. because the there I think the jury, there was black jurors right on the jury, and they said we don't care if you did or not, you're gonna get wow. off because <laughs> everyone, all the other white people. Yeah, right. you know, get off when it comes to us. Oh, wow. So that was kind of like the narrative. Oh, jeez. So all the white people were going, he's going to jail, go to jail, go to jail. And all the white people were upset that he got acquitted. Got acquitted. But the black people, they were all happy. Because they were like, oh, this is payback. This is uh, retribution for all those other... Yeah, so um, it was like that kind of thing. Right. Like the black people didn't care because they were just fed up wow. with what was going on. So... Even, never, even, even though yeah. they didn't like OJ, OJ yeah, he, because he forgot about uh, yeah, forgot where about he came from, where he came from. <laughs> they just love the fact that he got acquitted, and it was like shame. That's what you get. Yeah, all the white people are mad at the at the whole thing, and black people are like, yeah, that's what happens. Oh, so that's how the doco sort of yeah yeah it plays out like that. Oh, wow, yeah yeah, that's sort of it's pretty interesting. That will that will definitely make you start thinking. What's whoa, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's funny because after he got acquitted, he goes back home, right? And he tries to go back into society, but no one likes him anymore. Or the yeah. white people don't want to hang out with him. The black people definitely don't, you know. <laughs> the black people <laughs> definitely don't. <laughs> you did our job, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. We remember what you did. So and then he becomes isolated and no one no one no one likes him. Wow. No one hangs out with him, he's got no friends. I wonder what's he doing now, eh? So He'll be alone, isolated somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, he got off and all that. But he went back to jail because he did that 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 robbery a few years later. Did you hear about that? No. He he did the robbery where he robbed a guy that has all his memorabilia. Oh, his memorabilia. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. His stuff, yeah, And yeah. he went to jail for it. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. then, and then they interviewed some of the black community again. Yeah. And they were like, oh, who cares? Like, <laughs> we don't care. You can rot in there. Uh. That was just only that one time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The what not get out of jail free card. <laughs> now you got to go around and pay your $200. Get your $200. Yeah. But man, yeah. it's... It's really, it's a really good documentary. Yeah, it, like talks about all that kind of stuff. Goes into detail about the case. That's really right. interesting. Like, shows the actual photos of the of the murder. Oh, the whole scene. The whole scene. Mm. It's like, man. But, yeah, man. But you believe? Nah, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> but there are heaps of docos coming out now. Mm. As you say, sports docos. Um, it's really interesting though when you get an opportunity to see, watch something. I only just watched that one four. 
Oh, the other yeah, day. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a popular one. Everyone's watching. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's here. Well, you start talking, someone starts talking, and goes, oh, she's, oh, I watched that too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's all quite interesting. But yeah, um, I started watching that um, Ryan Reynolds, Wrexham. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. I started one, watching that one. That's, that's a really good one, there. I love quite that. interesting. I love that because I love the, the fan culture. Yeah, part yeah. Of that yes, movie. Yep. How they're. Um, how that, that whole town. And we, yeah. we spoke about that. You spoke about that before in regards to how we don't. For our club teams, don't necessarily have, or, mm. you know, that sort of following. Mm. And then you got this, like, what? They were, like, under the Premier League or a couple of stages yeah. under, but the whole Fight town. Down. Yeah. Yeah. was right yeah. behind it you know yeah. it was like wow you know and that's what you mentioned um, yeah yeah um, how they they got yeah the whole town just gets into it um, mm. so much where oh jeez they almost have uh, you know the rivalries with, with the other neighbouring towns and <laughs> it's crazy I don't I can't believe how well I can understand how passionate you can be but to physically hurt someone really <laughs> Over a game of salt, you know, or over any game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I, I know you love your neighbourhood and all that, but um, <laughs> the hoodlums, eh? Yeah, <laughs> hoodlums. Oh man! But that but, level of fandom, that level of um, tribalism, and just I love that. Yeah, I love that, and that's yeah, what I love about that. Them. I love watching that about um, Welcome to Rexon because yeah. that little town there, and like, yes. And you're right, man. It's similar to if we all got behind one man, like if the community, because this is our community team. Yes. You know, and it's not, and the way I see it, it's only the parents of the players go there. The players themselves go there. The, the people that, the family and friends of the players. Yeah. They're, yeah. Only, they're just going to gonna support. Yeah. You know, whoever's um, playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the team is not, and I, identity that the community the community uh, gets behind yeah 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 because yeah. no one goes around with um one of the jerseys just for like uh like when <laughs> people just, wear, wear blues jerseys yep yeah like no one wears a one no, of jerseys around no, shopping well it's not in the merchandise is yeah, it you know <laughs> but it could be yeah 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 exactly but um yeah um you're right it's the club level for us support wise there is support yeah but as you say, you're looking at what's happening overseas and how, I mean, is, is it the um, population, mm. you know? Because it, bigger population means you've got bigger support um, numbers. Um, well, we yeah, can get the same numbers as as Wrexham, I guess. Is that the big population? Rexham? How many people in, in, uh, in Wrexham? I don't know, but they, you know, but even then, they're, um, even their club fields... They, they they probably have um, bigger bigger grounds than we do in our little club rugby grounds. I've got a population of Wrexham. I'd say I'd say what well, I'd say it'd be bigger than Auckland. Oh no, no thirteen thousand. Yeah, oh, one hundred and thirty-five thousand. Hundred. Yeah, and then you got a, well, you got. And I reckon you have at least half of them supporting that local team. Yeah. That's 50,000 fans. Yeah. You know, 65,000 fans. So, yeah, huge, eh? Huge. We've got to get those numbers, eh? Can't they? Nah, no. Um, you'll be nah. lucky to get 1,000 people watching yeah. a, you know, a club sports rugby. club rugby. Yeah. Um, yeah, be lucky to do that. There's to be a situation when you build it, they will come, but not the numbers, eh? Only in the movies, bro. Yeah. Only in the movies. <laughs> was it a Field of Dreams? 
Oh, Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? I've been doing this um, thing when I'm watching old movies. I've never got a chance to watch back in the days. Oh, so movies that you haven't watched. Yeah, they haven't watched. Oh, right. So I recently watched um, the, the Fisher King. The Fisher King. With, I've um, heard of that. That's a black... Ro- Robin Williams and... Um, oh, no. uh, the big Lombowski, that guy. Oh, um, the, uh, one Jeff of the Bridges. Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jeff Bridges. One of the bridges, wasn't it? Yeah. Big Lebowski was a uh, was it, was I think it was Jeff Bridges, eh? Tron. Yeah, yeah, Tron. Yeah, yeah Jeff Bridges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But remember that movie? No, no. I'm I don't trying to remember. It's it was, I looked it up. It got made in '91, right? It was, but it's a movie relevant now because it got to do with, with mental health. Oh, okay. And 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 I was thinking '91. I was form two, hands intermediate, and. Mental health wasn't even a word. Oh, no, no. You know? No, it's just suck it up or you harden up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. But but this is an interesting movie because... Do, do you remember it? No, I haven't... I, I so think I've a, seen the cover. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't remember the cover. I don't think I've seen it, though. So it's about Jeff Bridges. He's a, um, he's a, he's a, he's a radio um, disc jockey, and he's got his own radio talk show. And he's, like, really rich, and he's real obnoxious. Yep, he's like a, he's like yuppie, you know. He doesn't care, you know. He's not. He's he's got no heart. Right. He's just a rich asshole. Okay. You know? And then he um. He has a caller, and he he as callers, his, his there's a caller that rings up and caller needs help, like advice for help. I think he's got mental health problems and that. And then, but Jeff Bridges, his character, he he um does the opposite. He, t- he tells him because he's, he's laughing at him. Right. My stuff, I don't care. Like, you know what yeah. you should do, really do? He should go, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, okay. put, him, put him down. Yeah. Then he hangs up the phone. And then then the next night, that guy goes to a restaurant with a gun and shoots up the place. Right. Kills okay. people in the restaurant and shoots himself. Mm. Right. And then Jeff Bridges um, sees the story and realizes that's the guy. That was the guy that, that he was speaking to. That he spoke to. Yeah, yeah. And he, he um, breaks down and he quits his job. And he becomes depressed. Oh, and okay. He, and he's sort of three years later. He's in the three year. Okay. Three years yes. later, and he's he's got a new girlfriend. She owns a video store, and they live in the apartment. And right. he's still drinking, getting drunk. Okay. He's depressed. Yes. You know. And then he decides to commit suicide. So okay. he goes. He goes outside. He goes to the where the all the homeless are. Yes. And he's about to commit suicide, but he gets saved by Robin Williams, Robin who's Williams. a homeless guy. Oh, another homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got mental health problems himself because he yes. sees he thinks he's a knight. Oh, okay. And he's looking for the Holy Grail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he saves um he saves Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges from killing himself. Yeah. And then but they have this sort of connection. And then Jeff Bridges realizes that he has to help this guy. Oh, okay. And that will somehow cure him. Yeah. Right. If he does something good. Because he realizes he's a bad person. Yeah. And he thinks that's his punishment. Okay. That the one, yeah, what, what he's been going through, what is, going through? Uh, is, he thinks, yeah, because of what he did, yeah. So he has that. to kill himself because what he did, yeah. But when he sees Robin Williams, he's a homeless guy, and he thinks, okay, if I save him, I'll probably save myself, right? If I do some good thing, yeah, it will redeem, yeah, yeah, what yes. I did if yeah. I do something good. So that's what it's about. That's the whole thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
he doesn't realize that Robin Williams, he's the he was the husband of one of the girls that got killed in the restaurant. Oh, so there's a connection there. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. But he doesn't know this yet. Yeah. But um, because of that incident, because his wife gets murdered, he come he becomes like a mental health kind of guy. Like he loses his job. Yes. And he's like. So he goes. He's yeah, crazy. Right. Robin Williams say decides yeah. he's a knight. Yeah. So he's like got mental health problems and all that. So yeah, it's all about how Jeff Bridges has to help Robert yeah. Robin Williams, yes. like get, uh, like pull him back on his two feet, not realizing that this is the, the guy. The connection, the yeah, connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you said back that this back in ninety one, well before that we we're hearing this phrase, you know, uh, mental well being and, and, yeah, and yeah, mental yeah. wellness and so yeah. forth. But this is all to do with like, it's about trauma. Eh? Yes. So these two characters experience trauma. Yep. That's how they're dealing with it. Like Jeff Bridges deals with depression, drinking, then, alcohol, and, and then yep. suicide. Um, with Robin Williams' character, because his wife gets killed, he becomes, I don't know what you call it, um, in a state of, he just what? snaps and just not himself anymore. He's right. like, like a crazy person. Yeah. So sort of, eh? Becomes homeless now, and now he's yeah, homeless. Now he's homeless. Yeah. Fisher King. The Fisher King. Yeah. What was what was the um, why is it called Fisher King? You know how the most of the movies there's a the title. So how is it? Well, that that's the other cool thing about the movie because the Fisher King is a story about because um, as Jeff Bridges is trying to help Robin Williams, he's struggling to help him. Right. And because another thing, Robin Williams um, falls in love with another girl. Yes. And he's stalking her every day. Okay. She's like a businesswoman, but she's kind of awkward too. Okay. So he's stalking her. And then he tells Jeff Williams, oh, I love this girl. I follow her to her coffee in the morning. You know, I follow her to work. And mm. I know what she does every, every morning. I'm in love with her. So but Jeff Bridges decides to, okay, I'm going to put these two together. Right. So, you know, so they can be a couple. Yes. So that's his um, good deed. Yes. Okay. To redeem himself. That's how to, yeah, 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 yeah. So he does that and he redeems himself, but he reckons he goes back to his old ways. Oh, I'm the man. I'm back on top. I can go back to my old job. Yes. But when he goes back to his old, old job, he becomes the asshole he was in the beginning of the movie. Oh, wow. You know? And he dumps the girlfriend that's been with him the one that, through yeah, the three years. That, uh, yeah. Yes. During the three years, he dumps her. And so, but the, the Fisher King is a story that um, during the time Jeff Bridges is trying to help uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams tells Jeff Bridges about this Fisher King story. Oh, okay. And there's a story about how there's this um, boy going to be groomed to be a king. So the, the his dad says, I'll go live in the forest so you can learn how to survive. And then you'll come out and you, you, right. can, you can be ready to be a king. Yes. So he goes into the forest. He doesn't like it. Right. But he goes into the forest. And then he has a vision. There's flames. And then in the flames, there's a cup, like the Holy Grail. Yes. And then he has to reach in and grab it. And grab it. Because if you get the Holy, Holy Grail... You will live forever because if you drink it out of it, okay, yes. you'll, you'll just live forever. Yes, but he he thinks of um, the power it will bring him. Yes, and he thinks of the like all the all the riches he'll get. Yes, so he's sort of thinking in the selfish kind of way. Right. Yes. So he goes to grab the grail, but it disappears. Okay. And he burns his hand. Okay. And he goes shit. Then he goes out of the forest. He becomes a king, but over the years his wound gets worse and worse. Okay. And he gets really sick. Yes. And then when he's about to die because of his wound, uh, uh, a jester, he comes in. Yeah. And he asks, he tells the jester, 
oh, I need a drink of water. Can you get me a drink of water? And then the, the jester comes up to him. He says, oh, okay. How about this cup right here? And he grabs the cup. And it's the Holy Grail. And he gives it to him. And then the right. king goes, Hey, how'd you find the Holy Grail? Like, I've been sending all my men out all these years, oh, years to, to look for it, track it and, down, and, yeah. and you just found it. And he goes, and, and he drank it, and his heel healed his hand. Healed his hand. And he goes, Man, how'd you find it? And he goes, Oh, no, I just thought you wanted a drink. <laughs> like, so I just you know, gave this. <laughs> got a cup. They got a cup to give you a drink. Because you want a drink. Yeah. Like, not treasures or anything. Yeah, but yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know, so that was the lesson okay. learned. So yeah. it was kind of like, um, so that story like backed onto what the movie is about, how Jeff Bridges is the king uh, with the right. wound. With the wound. And, and, uh, and Ron Williams is the, the just uh, giving him the cup to yep, heal, to heal, heal his wound. Because the moral of the story is it's already under your nose. Like what are, yeah, you, what, are you, what are you looking for? Looking for when it's right there. What are you looking for when it's right yeah. there? And what was right there is his, is his girlfriend. Ah, I see. The one he just ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool, <laughs> man. That's the happiness he's yep. wanting. You know? Yep. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So, I just, I, just you, I just told you the movie. <laughs> I'll still watch it, bro. <laughs> oh, it's old. It's ninety-one, but but no, nah, it's relevant, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, this this one's saying it's such a cool movie. Ninety-one, and yet, um, as you say, it's probably a lot more relevant now. Than it would have been back mm. in those days. Yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, how is it relevant now? Is it because, are they trying to say that sometimes the answer is right under your nose? Is it, is it like we're looking for something what? that, yeah. are we looking for something that is wasting our time? Is it like causing us more harm? Oh, harm than, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. It's identifying what you really need compared to. Yeah. Your needs and wants. Hey, the need. Do you need it or do you want it? Yeah. Right. Or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think what it got for me was okay. Yeah. He didn't. He, him being an asshole. I like Robin Williams, man. So it would have been interesting in, that, in his character. Yeah. No, it's funny. It would have been quite interesting this seeing this character. It's it's a crack, it's a good story and, and it's a crack up um how it's executed. You know? There's all these funny things in there. Like um because he thinks he's a knight. Yes. Right? And he's after the yep. Holy Grail, you see the movie changes to see things on his eyes. Oh, okay. So, so you see point, knights, yep. you see oh. horses and you see the like fancy kind of stuff. Right. right? But you know it's in his head. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, this is what crazy people are thinking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what crazy people think, you know. Yeah, well, you don't actually know what crazy people think. Is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, what? Yeah, so, but it's good. So you, so you see it on both perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's both perspective. Yeah, yeah. And no. I think, I think it all, it all is. I think that movie's got to do with mental health, eh? definitely. Yeah. It's always there's always the movies these days. There's always a moral, eh? Mm. It's always a moral, um, in one way or another. Um, do you still cry in movies, bro? Oh. Hasn't been. A, I haven't cried in a movie for a while, actually. I'm a crier. I did. I there did. was a few, no, I did. few tears. I did cry. I, a but I can't remember. Mm. I tell you why I did cry when I listened to um, a song, um, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, the, um, the main song? The Celine the, Dion, and I don't know the guy's name. But man, his verse, when he comes in, man, brings tears to my eye, man. Like, 
So it's a beautiful song, man. So this is the original Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion. The Celine Dion song. The Celine, Celine Dion song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that's, the, that's that's a while back. Yeah, yeah. That's a while back. But no, I, f- I find it a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah, and it brings a tear down my eye every time I hear when the man comes in. When the, well, she's good too, but when the guy comes in, man, it's like oh. No, I can't say I've. Uh, <laughs> can't say I can't say actually say uh, I remember that song with Celine Dion. Um, no, nah, I can't say that. Not in songs, eh? Yeah, but some movies. Yeah, yeah I have. I yeah, have. Yeah. I have shed a tear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember what movie. Yeah. Nah, this movies these days are pretty different. You know? mm. I haven't seen really any heartwarming movies lately. Well, I stopped seeing the Marvel ones. Oh, no, getting boring. Yeah, I, I don't think I've even been to the movies. I haven't been to the movies. Oh, I lie. I took the kids to the movies. That's probably the only time I go to the movies. Yeah. It's taking the kids to the movies. But um, yeah, normally you just wait until it comes out. Stream, you know. All the Disney movies now are just being played on Disney after, you know, six months or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, we'll just wait until it comes off Disney. On Disney. Yeah, it depends what mood I'm in. Like, I like movies that make you think. Yeah, like give you like scenario, make you think. Like I watched um, I watched that one that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio one. And oh, the, f- the latest one. Yeah, is um, it the full the flower? The flower moon? Is it good? It's good Looks man. good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. If you thought white people weren't evil, or if you thought white that's, people that's, couldn't that's, be more evil, because <laughs> that's what well, back in the Western, you know, back in the nineteen twenties. Oh yeah, Oklahoma, and, and it was do was it um, Native Americans? Yeah. They were treated. Yeah. So the oh, yeah. what the names? There was a one tribe that they gave a reservation to. Cause you no. know how they gave the tribes a reservation? Yes. Yeah. Are oh, yeah, you going that land? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the white people said, "Are oh, yeah, you guys going that land?" And then little did they know there's oil in oh. the land. <laughs> so they want to try to get their oil back. So they want to try to get their oil back, but yeah, man, that was so back. tricky. They were actually killing them. So this is based on a true story. It's based on a true story. So, oh. I think sixty people officially got murdered Jeez. in the books. And they got away with it. But it went to like it was up to hundreds. Jeez. Over a span of like ten years. Oh, I'll definitely watch it. It looked interesting seeing mm-hmm. it. Looked interesting. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. It's interesting history. Eh? All those movies based on the history and it's going shit. Did that shit really happen? And yeah. hello. Yes. Um. Another movie that's good on Netflix is is, is the killer. This Michael, is recently Michael Fassbender just came out on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was yeah. just recently. So, That's a good one. Um, I don't find it hard to get anything decent, and we'll, we'll get a time. Yeah, get the time to watch, watch a decent movie. Um, if the kids are bloody on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they haven't been to a movies. Haven't seen too many movies lately. Mm. Um, only just started watching. Only because my wife was watching it, we were trying to watch this TV program. Was it on Netflix or Prime? I can't remember. Something murders. It's got um. Oh, what's um, uh, Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short, Martin and, Short and the other Steve. Steve Martin. Yeah, 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 and Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just started watching some of that, and I just found it's quite funny. It's quite yeah. quite a nice little. Um, that's you know, it's a it's a crime thriller sort of thing, but there's 
Too Steve Martin and Martin Short, and they crack up. Yeah, yeah. crack up. And it's good yeah, to see them back again because they used to be mean in the eighties, nineties. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I remember the first when the first came up, and I said, "Oh, oh th- those are the two of the three amigos." Yeah, yeah, goes, yeah that's right. That's right. Who's the third? Oh, was Chevy that Chevy Chase? Chase? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I remember watching all those movies. Eh? That was just crack ups, man. Uh, but yeah, I just started watching a bit of that. I haven't watched the whole season, but one or two episodes here, and I just find it quite funny. Mm. Um, they still, you know, still crack up. Mm. Um, but there's not too many programs out at the moment yeah. worth worth having to, like, sit there and watch. And that's why I've been going back to the old ones. Like, I've been picking ones I never saw. Saw previously. Saw previously yep. that everyone else has. Oh, okay. But I missed it for some reason, you know, yep. and never gone around to watching it. So now I'm trying to watch them. It's probably because you didn't pay your um, <laughs> your your fees, your overdue fees for the, fees, or you didn't rewind the last one, so they charged you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now it's been cool. I, I love watching movies, eh? Because it takes me away. Yep. For a bit. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love getting. I love putting myself into the movie, like, and everything's around me is gone. Yeah, you yeah, know? and that's what a lot of people are sort of just. Um, I guess it's like a rich, you know, you, you're distracting yourself from from work or, you know, you just yeah. want to not think too much, yeah. you know, and just enjoy sitting in the quiet and go, oh, yeah. Mm. Especially some of those crime ones and trying to solve it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember, you know, when I had a chance, when I sit there, I probably usually just sit there to watch something just, just to relax and have a little giggle, or just you know, try to leave work at work. Yeah, um, that's one of the biggest things is when you have a work phone, eh? And then you hear it's ping, ping, ping. It's aye. <laughs> so I got to put it away, you know. Yeah. Things can wait until the next day, but because it's a work phone, mm. it just goes off. So who works at this time? <laughs> I'm sending emails at this time, you know. I used to send, you know, if you're sending emails. I'll um, make sure they go in the morning. So you write it up at night time or whatever, after work or late after hours, and just have a delayed um, send. That way they'll get it at six in the morning rather than, well, eight in the morning rather than at night time. I always think like how where this work life's going to take us in the future. Yeah. That work-life balance the work that everyone's life, trying yeah. to find. Yeah, I know the new generation is trying to push it hard. Yeah, yeah, but work-life balance is uh, different to everyone, eh? Everyone's got a different, you know, and what, uh, for me, the only way I can find a work-life balance is is through commute. So from the hour, hour 20 that I used to do, because it depends on what time I leave, um, or what, so that per morning, so what, maybe two hours in traffic a day, um, now it is 15, 20 minutes a day. That's when my work-life balance comes. That's how I think, oh, yeah, okay, sweet, because now I've got an hour and a half uh, free time at home with the kids. I get to come home early and have dinner early with the kids uh, and Jess, and um, that's where my work balance is. Because is, is, um, you're always going to work 9 to 5 or whatever your hours are, um, but finding that work balance for me was through the commute. That's where I found it at the moment. Um, but jeez, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how else anyone else can do it, yeah. um, especially when you know 
when um, coaching, like I've got to go when I'm coaching. Oh, another know, thing added. Yeah, there's another thing added, you know, and then um, it's not just the coaching on the night or on the day, but it's also organising the week for, you know, for what for the next game and so forth, um, especially for these competitions coming up for these tournaments. And so, you you know, you got to organise everything else. So it's like, well, where's my time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to get a time, but you make it work. You make it work. It's you know you're coaching because you want to be part of the you know get the kids to go out and play, um, and if no one's volunteering, then I don't want my kids to miss out. So I end up just putting my hand up, um, which I think now is a strategy for everyone: is don't put your hand up, someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 me. I, I just don't want my boys to miss out um, because there's no coach, mm. so I always end up just volunteering. Well, well, I hope um, the flexibility comes in because for me, what I learned about myself, especially during the, the COVID times, like being on that lockdown, everyone had to work from home. Yeah. Like if you if you work in the office, then you can work from home. Yes. Like I, I found out that I'm a morning person. Right. You know, and I should have picked that up anyway, because three o'clock, man, I'm just dead. I'm not productive. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the. I'm not dishing out the same productivity I am from nine to yes lunchtime. You know. Yeah. I think it must be the lunch it makes people yeah, tired yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. sort of like yes. um, there's that period. There's that window, like maybe two o'clock to four o'clock or three o'clock. Two, two to four. You're just yeah. drifting. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you start looking at your watch. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah, yeah. What time and is then it? you know you knock off at five, but it's only an hour to go. So yeah. oh, fuck, may as well just cruise it, and then you go. But then after, like for some reason, after I have dinner, like from seven on to midnight, I'm just my brain kicks in again. Kicks in again. So I, that's the best time for me to work again. Yeah. And I know this because I'm doing this stuff. And that. Oh, only being able to. Or, yeah, yeah. Or or um or I'm writing. Right. You know. So. So if see if my work wants me to get the most out of me, then, then usually in those times in my those brain times. yeah is on like from morning to lunchtime. And then and maybe six to any time during the night because yeah. I'm on again. Maybe you need to uh, move to Spain or something where they have <laughs> yeah. their uh, siesta. siesta. <laughs> uh, not necessarily sleeping, but you know, yeah. they have the yeah. morning shift and then, you know. But everyone's different. Yeah. Some people Absolutely. can be afternoon people. Yeah. And work better the opposite way. Yes. Yeah. But because everyone's different, then maybe that's that's the reason why to have flexibility in. Working now, like work, yeah. the whole nine to five thing is old school. Oh yeah, to the death, you know. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing I'm thinking about is technology. Like, if technology is helping make things faster, then when's the end goal? Then, <laughs> you know, like if you think about it. In the eighties, technology took us from. If we did nine to five with technology back in the eighties, the production will be X, right? Yes. Uh, the now nowadays, if we nine to five with our technology now. The end result will be X, 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 yeah. X, X, yeah. but at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, what, 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 10 years from that, what's the end goal? To what? X, X, so, to, yeah, to infinity? Yeah. yeah. But that's right. So, the technology now makes everything faster. It just means that you got more work. Yeah. You know? Oh, you can do that now in 10 minutes when so, you so when does it stop? Well, that's. When does it stop? Yeah. Uh, AI takes over? 
Yeah, well, we got no jobs. <laughs> they're really slowly chat GPT and everything else. They're really slowly taking your, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. doing things. Um, use that chat GPT quite a bit. <laughs> how can I reword? Yeah. How can I reword this email? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know reports. You know, it's like oh yeah, just reword that. You mm. know, so um, yeah, um, it's funny though. I'd never heard of it until uh, another colleague of mine just kept using Jet. Chat GPT, like, why can't you just say what you want to say? Mm. But then I started typing in phrases. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that one. Haven't used that one before. I, I use it like um, I use Google. Yep. Like you know how you type in Google if you want to find out something. Yeah. I use Chat GPT for that. Yeah. And then writes me an essay about what yep. the yes. subject is about. Yes. Well, someone was saying um, that uh, some people have done essays. Put in essays and reports solely using Chat GPT. going, oh, so do you have to do any work, or you just type in a few <laughs> things here and there, and they print out a whole report? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you think about that that technology, right? And how many reports you got to put out in a day? And how how much how much time it takes to write a report? Now you oh, can do it right in a yes. second. Yeah. So then, what are you gonna do the rest of the day? Write one more report. And that's what you end up doing. That's what you end up doing. That's what exactly. you end up doing. And so when is that gonna stop? Yeah. It's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. So why do I need to be at work 9 to 5 producing another extra report? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Life, we're going to like work balance. Um, Technology is supposed to help with life work balance. Yeah. To a certain extent, they initially it comes to help so you can have that life work balance, but it's... Because you can be on the move. You can be doing your... Yeah. Your kangamea while you're working. Wow. That's a thing. <laughs> then you start, well, then you start um, doing far too many things and not actually doing mm. one thing that, like, stop and smell the roses type thing, you know, because you're too busy doing so many things. Yeah. When you actually get a chance to sit down and and smell the roses, so to speak. <laughs> never, never, because, yeah. <laughs> you find that in your phone, you end up, like, um, because we're using calendar and and everything, everything's on. If it's not on my calendar, mm. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I started to rely more and more on on, on my phone. Mm. It's like stuff to us, man. But then I'm realizing that I'm forgetting a lot more. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah, so I was yeah. going, oh shit, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's like I never had to use calendar that that often. And, and booking appointments and so forth, or reminders. But I find it handy now, putting in, oh, yeah, put a reminder in there. Oh, yeah. Don't forget this this time. Um, and then you end up becoming, um, what do you call it? Uh, you need it. You know, you're <laughs> becoming, uh, I think the word. Um, oh, for goodness Reliant. God, Reliant on it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's like, shit, man. <laughs> yeah it's, it's good and obviously it's you know um bad as well and, and how often we would look at a screen mm. so i look at a screen for, for work and then <laughs> i gotta look at a screen at home <laughs> watch you know <laughs> catching up on, on on all the gossip on facebook or whatever so it's just like oh wow no wonder i'm starting to need glasses a work colleague of mine he's got the perfect um response when he gets phone calls during that lunch break or after work hours yeah he's, oh, i'm not on my desk so i can't do anything 
So can you bring me back tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> or your lunch? Oh, I'm not about this. So I, can't, yeah. I, I don't know where things are. I yeah. don't know how to do things. So um, ring me up in the next hour and I'm back in the office. Yeah. It's funny though. <laughs> when, um, for me personally, I try not to call anyone at lunchtime because I know... You know, normally it's lunchtime yeah. or or send emails after five. It's just like, what's what's the point? You're not, not going to get any answers. Mm. You're not going to get your replies. Well, I remember there was a discussion at work about, because um, after the lockdown thing, then started, people didn't do any meetings, face-to-face meetings anymore. Uh, people yes, could yeah. on Zoom. On the Zoom, yeah. Then it was like the um, discussion around how do you communicate now? There's so many ways. Yeah. And what was the, what's the most efficient way? Like with, um, if you need to communicate something to another team or another office, there's hierarchies of how you do it. Right. right? The first one was text. Or pick up the phone, talk. Yes. Or send an email. Yeah. Or go Zoom. So which one? Which one will be more efficient, more efficient. for that kind of task? Yeah. Whatever task it might be. If it's like a meeting meeting, then maybe you need Zoom. If, yes, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, a reminder, maybe you just need an email. Yeah, yeah. Well, it if depends on when you need a response. Yeah. If you need a response instantly, then you it would be a, a call or a, a video call. Well, you call a video call and then you can just turn the thing off or not answer and oh, you get okay. an answer machine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Then. So, oh, okay. And then if you leave a message, then when are they gonna listen? When are they, yeah. So yeah. maybe just in the text because they'll just see it anyway. They'll see the text anyway. Yeah, they'll see yeah. the text anyway. Yeah. So it's things like that. Yeah, I've I've heard on uh, um, some. Phone calls, um, you know, the uh, answer, the message for the answer phone is like, okay, um, it's uh, I couldn't get back to you, blah blah blah. Um, don't bother leaving a message, text me or email me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going, oh, that's so true because I can't be bothered listening to my messages. Yeah, yeah, no But I think you know, when when that happens, when you have a message reply like that, yeah. it's like you're trying to control. You, what's coming in? You, you want to filter out what's coming yeah. in and what's yeah. coming out. What, yeah. what you want to respond to or not? Eh? Yes. Because yeah. if it's an email form, it's easily to like skip, delete. Yes. Not, not reply. Yeah. 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 So yes. And if yes. you don't get a reply, then uh, unlucky who's? <laughs> yeah. <does well>. You're <laughs> not an opponent. <laughs> that, not important enough. You're yeah, uh, lower, <laughs> lower in the priority, mate. You know. Um, but it's still, uh, um, it's still a navigation. It's still you got still people still gotta. Figure it out. So. Yeah, yeah. What about what about those meetings? You have a pre-meeting for the meeting. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, hey, can we come together and just make sure we're on the same page before we go to the other meeting? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Another fifteen minutes or twenty minutes going through shit that you've already explained, <laughs> and, and that's before you have another meeting. I think oh, that person the caller doesn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, majority of the time is so that it's that's their chance to to get um updated on what's going yeah. on for the next meeting. So you don't read the last minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you haven't done any of those tasks you were supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> but the meeting for a meeting, that gets me. Yeah. Saying, hey, let's just come walk with me while I'm going to this other meeting. I'll tell you what we need to do. <laughs> well, the other thing, because everyone's using Zoom now. You know, they want to save money on petrol. And, you know, they don't need a face-to-face meeting anymore, right? But then it's so easy to go on Zoom. People just having too many meetings now. That's the thing. Because it's so, so easy, easy yeah. now your um, your calendar can be booked up, uh, <laughs> you know, your day. Because you're still expected to do your normal daily job. 
even after like three hours, three different meetings on the same day. I was going, well, that's three hours gone. <laughs> and out of those three hours, you've probably got 30 emails. So you need to go, which one's a priority? You just, you just seem like you don't get a chance to do what you're supposed to be doing. Because mm. <laughs> you're having all these meetings and then all these emails come in. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, yeah. Until you've got some sort of system, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is hard to navigate through all the uh, the new ways of uh, um, communications. Mm. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's too much, man. And just interesting. Yeah. Wondering what's the future going to hold with all of that. Yeah. So we had, um, in the last job, um, we had every Tuesday and Thursday, we had booked out, and our calendar was booked out from 10 o'clock or maybe from 9 to 12 three hours on every Tuesday morning and every Thursday morning booked out in our calendar no one's to have any meetings um, you're not supposed to be conversing with anyone uh, don't send emails and all that those are the three hours that you are going to focus and do work and it's quite amazing how much work you can do in those three hours when oh, you know yeah, you're not getting yeah. uh, disturbed yeah, or anything, yeah. you know? Well, uh, I get that when, because I go into work real early before everyone comes. Right. So, and that's the best time to do your work. Man, I'm just doing heaps of work, man. Yeah, yeah. Until absolutely. everyone comes and the phone starts ringing Spot, and yeah. emails start coming in, then, yeah. oh, fuck, don't get <laughs> yeah. nothing done, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one tip I got given, um, one tip I got given was um, even set aside a time say like maybe 10 o'clock, go through, read all the emails that you've got that morning. But it gives you, you know, the first couple of hours to do what you need to do work-wise, concentrate on that. And then, because a lot of times the emails, you'll flick it open and then you start, you start replying it when it's not actually urgent. Mm. You can yeah, wait, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. So because you just got distracted, it will take you, you know, 10 minutes and then you go back and say, oh, what was it doing? Oh, shit. You know, you lost that. <laughs> you lost that. You lost that roll on that you had uh, originally. So, mm. um, I've I've started using that little tip. And it's like, you know, you'll see it come up. And I'll just a quick. I doesn't need to reply yet. Doesn't need to reply. You know, not, it's not a priority. So I'll I'll get to that after when I when I get to ten o'clock when I go through my emails. Yeah. Uh, so that's helped me because man, because you do need that roll on. Because <laughs> as soon as you get distracted, he's like, ah, oh, shit. What was I doing? Trying to get and you're trying to get back to that you know that roll on that you had trying to get back to that stage mm. and it takes you a little bit longer to to get back and um, for me it takes mm. me a little bit longer so um, yeah it's just trying to break that down trying to make it easier what works for you because um, I I um, still use old school style I just write it down write down my task yep well, from the email just yes. write it down because I like um, crushing it off yes with a pen absolutely so so I've got a list of stuff to do that's yep. good. I just see my list. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cross it off. Yeah, that's the, um, and that's celebrating little wins. Yeah. Can you cross it? Yeah. Can you cross it off? Uh, cross it off, yeah. I've got the same. I've got an A3 paper, and I do it for for the week, so it's week ending. Um, and then, you know, different projects, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I've got one column to-do list, and anything that comes up during the day, write it down. Mm. So, you know, because you have a conversation, yeah, and yeah. then you, if you don't write it down, you go, oh. What did you want You'll me to do? Eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just write it down, just write it down, you know. So I have that. Um, and then, you know, obviously all the tasks that hopefully you've ticked off. Come following Monday, I check, oh, what's the outstanding? Oh, yeah. 
write mm. their back on, you know, that flows on and then prioritise it. But yeah, absolutely. Um, piece of paper, writing things down mm. and seeing that, especially after a hard day, it goes, oh, what did I do? Oh, sweet. You know? <laughs> so it looks good. It looks good. Definitely. And then you, can add, you add on to it when things happen during the day. Yeah, yeah, that's what, you exactly. That's what I mean, just, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people just keep coming up, eh? Mm. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, can you email this? And, and it's just a conversation. It'll be a quick conversation. If I'm not writing it down, <laughs> if I'm not writing it down, I'm forgetting about it. And then um, if I get told again, yeah. <laughs> weren't you listening? Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> you know, I was busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a while, though. It's taken a while to get little, um, I guess, um, what works for yourself. Mm. Taking a while. For me, it's taken a while what works for me. Um, and, and how I can get through that day. It's how to get through that day yeah. and not feeling like it's being overwhelmed um, by the end of that one day, mm. you know, because you've still got four more days in that week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes that happens. Uh, to me, it's good because it means the day's going fast. There's heaps of stuff to do, you know. Yeah, yeah yes. I do, I do that because I, I go in early because I can leave early. But I do those late lunches still. Because like I said, like my brain's on all yeah, morning. Right. So I want to keep that going. Yeah. And plus it's good when I go have a late lunch because I come back and I only got two hours left. Two hours left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll just go. Yeah, yeah. And plus my mind is like dead anyway after lunch. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And I think that's our mentality too is, um, you know, is you, you just keep working. If you're on a roll on, but it's coming at lunchtime, man, you just want to get that task done. Yeah. And then, and then okay, sweet. Now I can go get some lunch and, and so forth. Because I, I don't like, if I'm getting a roll on, I don't want to stop just for lunch because I want to get this done. Yeah. I want to get this task done, get it off my list, tick it off, and then um, and then work on another one. But go out and have some lunch. And sometimes what I do get um, for me is um, when I see people eating at their desks, okay, man, did you want to take a break from the, from oh. your your work desk? That's nah. just me. That's just me. But I know a lot of people that that's the opportunity. Um, they just start looking, googling things. So I go, oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I like to get away from that and just like, yeah. I always leave the office. I always. Yeah. I don't want to be there. Nah. You know, no. No. Especially no. lunch break. You know, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get out. Yeah, because you're not getting paid. Nah. <laughs> you're not getting paid on your lunch break. Yeah. So I can't get out. The other thing I can't understand is when you know Friday drinks. Yeah. People grab the drink, go back to their seat. Oh, and continue, working. continue working with yeah. their beer. It's like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Clock off, parf. Clock off. You know, it's like, oh, okay, then. Yeah, nah. If it's if they're gonna give us a few beers, then I'm gonna enjoy my beer. You know. Um, so I always try to start like a, a huddle somewhere. <laughs> Just talk about what are you gonna do this weekend. Everyone just grabs their beer and goes back uh, to the desk. Oh uh, yeah, that's the point. You know, you wanna. Um, I guess not unload, but you just want to yeah. relate, unwind. unwind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, think of it, when we're in the construction industry, who the hell is working really at four o'clock, three o'clock on, on site? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> you hear the banging stops around three o'clock because it's on a Friday. <laughs> hey, it's like, oh, yeah, the boys are gone. The boys are no left. One wants nothing, no one wants anything done after three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, our clients have gone home for the weekend already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's wow. really, you know, consultants are like, 
wearing beers too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you have to learn how to play golf so you can go out with the clients? No. It's probably one thing I got told, hey, you better start learning how to play golf. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I play golf. You play? <laughs> no. I've only played twice in my whole life in, yeah. in Samoa, all in Samoa. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was cool because you know, take your vitamins and the cats. We were just playing drunk. Yeah. Wow. Nah, you always get that. Then they say, oh, mate, if you want something, you got to go out with the clients <laughs> or the big boss. And I said, eh. <laughs> Golf. That's nah, not my sport. Sorry, man, we did three hours. What? Why silly? Yeah, man. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> so, man, what, so what's up with you for first of the month? Um, so what for next month? Yeah. Or oh, what's going on? Nah, it's a, for me nothing really. Actually, um, uh, it's just it's just the norms at the moment. Um, work and then probably just start looking at what we're doing for Christmas. Um, who to catch up uh, with. That's a hard thing about Christmas, eh? You want to catch up with all the family, but everyone's doing things. So it's, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's trying to try and, try and find some time. Um, especially for the, our older generation, catching up with my aunties and uncles, you know, um, who are getting, you know, getting a bit older. Haven't seen them for a while, so, you know, trying to trying to spend some time with them. Um, but, no, nah, just family thing. Um both myself and Jess, Jess's side, family-wise. Um, and then we'll probably just, yeah, go up, go up camping, oh, try yeah. and get some memories um, up north, up Martins Bay area. Um, and sadly, because uh, I only just started work, new job, uh, got no leave, so everything's, oh, yeah. <laughs> everything's uh, leave without pay. So it's going to be a pretty... Um, I say expensive because I'm not actually getting any paid. Mm. <laughs> but no, no, um, yeah, just, just, yeah, just trying to catch up with, with family because it comes to December. You yourself would know, even probably now, um, you're going to be pretty busy with uh, work functions. Mm. You know, nearly every bloody week is going to be uh, some sort of function yeah. or going out with clients or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and yeah, it's usually, you know, it's usually on a Thursday or Friday, and it's like, oh, yeah, sorry, babe, no, I've got another work function or whatever. Um, but it's it's going to be that for next, you know, right mm. till Christmas. Yeah. So you're just like, oh man. It's always after Labor Day. After Labor Day, it's a, it's a rush. It's like time was going to go. Yeah. Certainly, it's, it's already halfway through November. Yeah. Almost there. Oh, it is halfway through. Well, it's what the thirteenth, is it? Yeah. When December, it's gonna be quick to Christmas. Because you get, like you say, after Labor Day, it's like, oh, it's gonna be quite, you know, it's close to Christmas. But as you say, man, that time's gonna go real quick. That time's really gonna real quick. Man, you've seen the decorations already up, and um, you know they're already promoting all the the Santa Claus parades or or the Christmas in the park, and you know. And all that, and um, you know, kids are going to start writing letters to Santa. Yeah, Santa doesn't get those <coughs> letters. I get them. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, it's been great you coming on. Um, it's good that you, um, you know, made moves in your career to be closer to home. You know, to just limit that time spent on the traffic. Now, 
yeah. pretty good because it's all about trying to bring back that make up someone more that time to spend with the kids and the family yeah. absolutely so yeah. you know i think you're in a, that position where you know you've been doing you know you've been doing your career for a while now and you're in that position where you can you know quit this job and go to another job yeah yeah you know? yeah wow gotta gotta make sure i take my tell my wife what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> 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 what but you know I'm, I'm being fortunate um with the jobs i go to you know um it's always been a a level up since my previous job you know so I've always got to step up, I've always had to step up um, going to a new job. So um, I can't complain. Um, uh, you know, must be I must be doing something right. I must I must know something uh, in my um, vacation to enable me to, to move mm. to this. And I've been really fortunate working with some big companies, working on some big projects, and my CV, you know, project-wise is pretty good um, with with you know huge project so um I'm just yeah i'm just counting my lucky stars and i'm just gonna ride that ride that wave until uh you know till till i retire hopefully yeah man yeah. <laughs> nah appreciate it all living the dream until next you. time thank you Bye.